Good morning, good day, good evening. I am, as always, your host, Brody Robertson, and today we are back for episode 82 of Tech of a Tea, and today's guest... It's actually going to be a Linux podcast for once. It's rare, I know. Sometimes it does happen. Welcome to the show, Matt from the Linux Cast. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I feel really weird. I've never been a guest on somebody else's podcast before. <laughs> Usually I'm in the driver's seat. I'm trying to think, have I been on someone else's podcast before? I don't think I, I have been either. I, I don't know. It Matt, was... Very interesting watching you have to go through the ordeal of OBS than other than I have to do it. It was kind of a relief. It was good. I had to do it again. I have to make Tyler do that the next time. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does definitely make me feel happy that I'm not the only one who ends up struggling with OBS just being an absolute pain. Like, I, I hear some people saying they have a great experience with OBS saying, oh, yeah, this is so much better than, I don't know, what, what, what does anyone else use? XSplit, I guess. Maybe, it's better, maybe it is better than XSplit, but that's not a very high bar. I don't think I've ever used XSplit, but I know that I watched, like, Epos Vox or whatever, and he's, like, a wizard at OBS, and I'm like, huh, I wish I could do that. Yeah, I, so. I've been slowly learning, like, little neat touches you can do with OBS to make stuff a little bit more convenient. Like, I've got my uh, my stream chat embedded in an OBS dock now, so when I open up OBS, I have my stream chat just automatically opened, and other little things like that that just make things somewhat more convenient, but... At the end of the day, you still have the occasional problem where, I don't know, you'll... One thing, actually. Now you can't drag layers in OBS. You have to, like, use little arrows to move them. I don't know if that's just my build of it, but I, I noticed that start I started happening a little while ago. The weirdest thing for me is that every, I don't know, other time it opens up, all the transforms are just gone. For, like... like why? Like, I don't understand. It's not as if I'm messing around with the config file or whatever. Like, the it's the file's still there, so why is it gone? It doesn't make any sense to me. And then I have to spend the first, like, half an hour of a podcast or a video trying to redo it. It's just... Like, my... this is... It can happen. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my, my, favorite, <clears throat> my favorite recent problem with OBS is I'm now using a, uh, a virtual camera so I can have my, my camera sent to OBS and sent to Discord at the same time. Uh, basically just like looping back the camera. Uh, mm -hmm. OBS doesn't like this though. And inside of the like properties where you like select the webcam you want to use, I can't select my camera. So I've actually had to go on into the config JSON file and manually add in the path to my camera. Otherwise it just will not work. And if I change it, I can't change it back without going back into the config file. Yeah, o OBS and Discord do not like playing to get well together, like, mm -hmm. at all. Like, especially if you use multiple workspaces. Like, sometimes you switch away from a workspace, and all of a sudden you go back and you realize your camera hasn't been recording for the last 10 mm -hmm. minutes. It's the yep. dumbest thing. I think with some window managers, there's a way to, like, make that desktop not disappear or something. You could probably... Hmm. I have a... I have an idea for a hack that it's not a good hack, but I have an idea. Uh, XRender lets you make like fake virtual monitors, so you could put mm -hmm. that desktop on like a separate monitor. But that, that I would then break a bunch of other applications, and yeah, it, it's not a good solution. What so, are... oh, so I, I have two. <clears throat> the um, for one 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 th one thing's not a hack, but mm. for whatever reason, Ar Arco Linux does fine. Like it mm. had never has the same problem, but every other distro I've ever tried has that issue. But and I haven't tried that this works, but perhaps the tab functionality in several 
window managers like uh, you have the monocle mode so you could put all mm-hmm. of them all of them on one workspace but you have them all full screens to switch between them yeah, yeah. i don't know if that would work or not but it'd be something to try i think if they're that's actually no i, I don't know i think it's going to depend on implementation it... yeah yeah, I that's what's so stupid about it. Is it's different depending on what window manager you're using. Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't matter because, especially the ones that are all on Xorg, it's all Xorg. Mm. You're, you're probably using Pycom across all of them. So I mean, why does it matter? It doesn't make any sense. But it's difference between uh, GNOME and KDE two and the floating window manager mm-hmm. for desktop uh, desktop environments. It's really weird. But yeah, if you want to get into things acting strangely, we can spend an entire podcast just talking about <laughs> how messed up the implementation of Wayland is and how everything yeah. <laughs> does things slightly differently. We could spend we could spend two hours just bitching about pi or uh pulse audio and pipe wire and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. <laughs> That'd be like uh welcome to Matt and Brody bitch about Linux for the whole two hours. <laughs> well it wouldn't be a bad show to be honest. I don't do Linux episodes very often. Most of the time it's just I don't know, me ranting about my my psychopathic housemate and uh video games. Do you know what yeah, doesn't make well, a bad show anyway? But well, um, they, I've watched a few of them. They're pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I occasionally watch... I don't watch much, like, Linux content. I I make a lot of Linux videos. So I, when I, like, want to be in my, you know, spare time, I usually watch something very far removed from Linux. But occasionally I will watch a lot of your content. See, I watch everybody's Linux content because that's how I come up with ideas. <laughs> like, how else am I supposed to copy everybody else if I don't watch their stuff? <laughs> well, you'll get video ideas from Reddit, so you go to r slash Linux. That's how. Man, that's... Why do that kind of work when DT and you guys do it for me? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, I, I've, I've had a theory for a while about where... Like, so I occasionally get comments because every... Every YouTuber is going to get these saying, you're copying this person with this video. You're stop copying this person. I, my, my theory is be almost being confirmed. And I know where DT gets the video topics because he uploaded the video. I think what, two days ago or something about, um, how his hardware doesn't work properly under Linux. Now I know that's bullshit because he's been using Linux perfectly fine this entire time, but there was a top post on Reddit two days ago with that like that exact same topic and i'm not saying that's a bad thing i do the exact same thing but that's why like me and dt occasionally have like the exact same video topics because we both get ideas from reddit well it it was better than i mean not to call anybody out but uh luke smith did his open bsd video and then the very next day mental outlaw did his open bsd video or one or the other it was I mean, like they already have the whole thing where they think everybody thinks that mental outlaw is like the deep fake version of Luke Smith, but mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that happens way too often with those two. I don't know what's going on there. It's just kind of uh, hilarious. Four chan, that's how. <laughs> like here, I, I'm gonna like reveal the veil. You've already done it with saying that you just take other people's ideas, but I'm gonna reveal the veil. There's not a single YouTuber that has original ideas. Ideas don't just pop out of thin air. There's always some inspiration, and a lot of the time, the inspiration is going to be the exact same source. So if, like, you know, there's some popular topic, like, I don't know, everyone was talking about the Steam Deck a little while ago, or there was, um, mm-hmm. there was stuff about, like, the new surveillance bill in Australia. The reason why this stuff gets talked about is because everyone looked at the same sources to find their topics. It's just whether we all pick the same things from it. 
Well, I mean, when you're talking about a uh, subject like Linux, there's only so much you can talk mm, about. Mm. I mean, that's why we all have system D videos. We all have things on, you know, PyCom and Pipewire and stuff. I, I haven't mean, actually done a video on system D yet. Wait, no, I've done a video explaining what system D is. I haven't done a video talking about using it yet. You, you did one about how it's not a... Maybe it wasn't you. No, I did do you that. Yeah, one, that one I did in do. The system, not an assistant system, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was also so. based on a Reddit post. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, just go to r slash Linux, sort by top, and you'll probably find my next video ideas. Actually, I, I have I have so many ideas written down, though. Like, I... Stuff from like th like two years ago that I just never got around to because there's always like you you say there's like a limited number of topics but one way you can always have new stuff to talk about is just talk about the random new projects that people are making. There's always like this is one of the great things about like open source software and free software. There's always new things that people are making, even if a lot of it is kind of not great. Like yeah, there'll be a lot of those really cool projects that just come out of nowhere. Like the other day I did a video about uh, the Libre gaming script, which was like setting up your gaming environment. Um, like stuff like that will pop up a lot of the time. And a lot of the time there'll also be stuff that pushes it way down the list. Yeah. I can't, I don't even know if I've ever actually looked at our section, r slash Linux on, on Reddit. It, I don't uh, spend a, a lot, lot of, of it's, <laughs> a lot of it's, yeah, I don't, I, I've got my uh, my Reddit feed in, uh, like an RSS feed reader. But um, yeah, you're not you're not missing out on much. You'll get good topics, and then a lot of the other posts, like, hey, here's this system that's running embedded Linux. Did you know that things run embedded Linux? Wow, this is crazy. Let's do this post another hundred times. Oh wow, look, it's a signboard in an airport running embedded Linux. Who would have thought? It's crazy. <laughs> Like you say that, and then I look right at one of those posts that says, "Hey, I have a thin client running Linux." That <laughs> <It> was great. <laughs> so it's a combination of interesting topics, embedded Linux, and Linux is the best thing ever. Trying to get upvotes on Reddit. Like I love Linux. My I, my first week on Linux, four thousand upvotes. I just switched to Linux. Yep. <laughs> and then the occasional post in there being like. Linux is wor uh, worse than Windows, and it's a tons of downvotes, tons of comments. That person just wants attention. Or the person who says, uh, hello, I'm a, a Windows uh, WSL user. <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to get a lot of upvotes. Mm, yeah, for sure. On, on r slash Linux, absolutely. They, uh, they, they love WSL there. That, that's definitely the case. <laughs> Should have its own subreddit, then it could just be its own little community. It probably does. I mean, every subreddit for everything, does. right? Pretty much, yeah, pretty much everything has a subreddit. So, um, let's see. I've actually, I do have topics here. We, we can just talk about nothing the entire time, but I do actually <laughs> have topics. Uh, I, I don't really care either way. Um, but let's just start somewhere, somewhere very, very obvious. So, what do you do on your channel? Oh, I do a little bit of everything, uh, but I seem to have become known for doing racing videos. Mm -hmm. uh, th those seem to be the ones that are, are very popular. That, and I do the stupid distro reviews that every Linux YouTuber seems to have to do every <laughs> once in a while. Because I don't know why people watch them, but they're very popular. Um, what I've decided, what I've started to do is instead of doing that, hey, I'm going to install this Linux distro and tell you what apps are installed. Mm -hmm. You know, I've very actually started. 
Yes, I've started installing the distros on a hard drive and actually using them for a month. And it's mm. that seems to be more interesting, at least for me, because then I can I can get into the nitty gritty. Like I've never used Debian for any long amount of time, Mm-mm. so that was fun. That was fun to do. Um, but mostly, I just do random Linux content. I, there's no like one area that I try to focus on. Uh, I try to stay away from scripting, even though I kind of really like scripting, but mm. um, that seems to be a little bit too niche. Yeah, so. that's what I found as well. Like, it's one thing to talk about... It's one thing to do a sort of look into a script, and another thing to actually be writing a script in a video. Like, I I don't know how people make entertaining, like, programming content. I don't understand it. You have to have a certain personality. Mm. You know, it's it's got to... Then you, you really have to be good at it. Like, I'm not good yeah, at like, it, right? That's another problem. Yeah, if, talking and trying to program at the same time is very difficult. And when you're like, you know, good enough, uh, I'm I'm sure you know this. Like, when you're good enough, it's uh, it's it's not good enough to be talking at the same time. They're lucky I can do many things and talk at the same time. Programming or scripting are just not one of those things that I can Mm-mm. do very well. So I like I done a couple streams where I did a script, and those are just you know me scripting. I've never talked to the chat at all because yeah. it's just gonna mess with my head way too much. Yeah, that's the problem I had. I I did a um a stream where I was programming a Python bot, and I didn't get anything done because I was talking to the chat a lot of the time. And when I'm talking to the chat, I can't think about the problem. And then if I'm thinking about the problem, then people aren't going to watch the stream because it's not entertaining. Yeah. Some people can make well, it work, absolutely. But I, I'm not one of those people. This, the stream problem, the chat problem is even even worse because the thing with programming and scripting and stuff like that is that there's so many different ways you can do stuff. And everybody has their own way of doing things. And, mm-hmm. of course, everyone in the Linux chat thinks that their way is the best way of doing something. So you end up going down to... a uh, a very deep rabbit hole of, hey, maybe this is the way to call a function. Oh, is that a different way to call an array? Oh, cool, you know? It's, you're never going to get anything done. As yeah, much you, as you love Linux chat. <laughs> if you just want to spend an entire stream getting nothing done, get into a discussion about the best way to print a formatted string in Python. There is at least eight ways that I know about. There's just too many ways to print a formatted string. You only need... One one's enough, but Python's be, it it adds like it had a print f and then it had another method. Now it has f strings and there's like libraries to do the same thing. It's a mess of a language, but hey, if you can make it work, I I I like I like it when someone can. It it gives me it gives me inspiration to try to improve upon it myself and try to try to make more entertaining streams even when I'm not just like, you know, being super high energy all the time. Like, that that's one of the things I try to... That I, I kind of struggle with with streaming. Like, I'm always just trying to be like that that energetic streamer rather than... I don't know. They're, they're, like, there's other ways you can keep people engaged with, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, half the t- So... The few, so I've done a stream every Sunday since March. This hmm. be this actually be the first time I've missed one, um, but I've run out of topics. Is my problem for streams? Like, like, like so I've done a few racing ones. I've hmm. done a couple ones where I've done a couple scripts, and then I did the the, the few gaming ones that I've done. Uh, 
and you know they're fun, but most of the time I, I either just spend you know chatting with the chat, yeah, or doing the thing I'm doing online. Uh, the the thing I don't get is like I watch your gaming channel and you have a phenomenal way of playing the game fairly well and reading comments like i can't do it at the same time like there's no way i can like every once in a while i'll look away and mm. oh i'm dead <laughs> like, like, like i've been shot again i shouldn't look at the chat <laughs> uh okay the, the way that i do that is um i have my chat right next to my screen like as close as i can get it to my main screen so i can always just peek slightly over that's that's how i go about that but I don't know. Yeah, like, see, my, mine's all the way across on a second monitor, so maybe mm. I give that a try. But yeah, I, having like I used to have it like way like I've got a I've got three monitors, but we ignore my glorified teleprompter. Um, I used to have it on the monitor like off to my side here, and when I did that, like I I basically never read chat, or if I did, like I would have that exact same problem. I would look away, and then either would have to pause the game or I would die. Uh, also, it, it kind of helps a lot of the games I play. I don't have to be paying attention the entire time. I know Celeste is a bit of a different situation where it's like a, you know, difficult platformer. But if I'm playing something like um, Spyro or I'm just running through the world in like Ender Lilies or something, I can sort of look away for a bit and it's not a big deal. I think it probably hurts me because I'm not a good gamer. <laughs> so, so just at any discretion is just going to make it, you know, a hundred yeah, times fair. worse. So yeah, I'm yeah, really bad gaming. I well, before I started streaming, I hadn't really played many games for like a good three or four years. So for a bit, I was definitely rusty there. But I feel like as of late, like that, I I, I still think I I'm not great. Like I I'm certainly not awful, but I'm not great. Uh, but I've gotten back into the swing of it where I can sort of manage that uh, that attention a bit more. I do notice that when I'm not streaming, though, I would, I think the idea that when you're doing something on camera, it is at least two times as hard is probably pretty accurate. Like, when I'm off stream and I'm playing, like, I don't know, Hades or something, I am considerably better at that game than I am on stream. Like, no matter what I do, even if I'm just paying attention to the game and not, like, caring about chat... I think it's the ca having the camera pointed at me and having the lights on and all of this stuff going on to make it the stream. It it does something. It does something to your attention, I guess. Well, and there's the pressure to of people watching you. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the, do things, the pressure right? to actually so, play the game well or be entertaining in some way. Well, I mean, because if you're browsing along on YouTube, you're going through the YouTube gaming lists of stuff, mm. which I don't even know anybody. Does anybody do that? Um, but uh, you go through those and you click on something. Your expectation as a viewer is to that that person who's doing the gamer gaming at least knows how to play the game. Mm. Uh, you click on my stream and that expectation is immediately you're immediately disappointed because <laughs> this guy doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, <laughs> it's like he's mashing the controller down. It's my, my number one role in first person shooters is spray and pray. Mm. <laughs> that's Actually, the way it goes. That's uh, that's one thing I also avoid with streams. I, I cannot play FPS games on stream. I think they take way too much attention to, to actually do well. Uh, I was playing through 
uh, what is it? Do whatever the the new Doom is, not Eternal, the like the new start of the series. Like, is it 2018, 2017, whatever year that Doom came out? Um, someone's gonna correct me in com in the comments. Um, sure. But when I was playing that. I could not look at chat. If I took my attention away from the game for one moment, I would be dead. And especially because I was playing on like one of the harder difficulties as well. It just, I, I just couldn't manage that. Or RTS games, I think have the same problem for me as programming does, where it takes way too much brain power to actually get through that game. And I just can't make an entertaining stream from it. It doesn't help that I'm not good at those games either. Yeah, the only, see, my the games that I mostly enjoy are kind of like the civilization strategy games things, and also city builders. Like I like mm. city builders a lot. Like uh, the problem is city builders do don't like Linux a lot. Mm. Like city skylines will run on Linux and it has a native uh, a native binary or whatever, but okay, uh, it crashes all the time. Mm -hmm. Like and, and that's without adding on any of the really cool mods. So, like, you watch City Skylines YouTubers, mm. and they have all these awesome traffic mods and uh, stuff that does just amazing things to build your city, and you, mm. you install that on Linux and, like, immediately sets fire to your computer. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> at, one, at one point, I was playing that game, and it was taking up, like, 37 gigabytes of memory. Jesus! Like, that's how bad it is. Like, <laughs> like if... No matter how much memory you have in your system, that thing will automatically take half of mm -hmm. it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't say I've ever played, like, a city builder. I know I don't like RTS games, and I assume that, like, my problems with RTS games would be extended into the, like, city building stuff. I don't, I don't have a brain for, like, planning out, like, a town or anything like that. That's just not the way I... And I find that really boring to play as well. I get why it's popular, but I just... I like... I, I have a, a, a dumb monkey brain. I like to hit things with a sword. Hitting things with a sword is fun. It definitely can be. I think my uh, interest in City Builders probably came from, like, playing City, SimCity 2000 mm -hmm. in you know, school or whatever. I mean, like, everybody's old enough to do that is was always attached to those kind of things. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess that, that makes sense, because I, I sort of started playing games with, like, Kingdom Hearts and stuff like that, so it makes sense, like, that's that's sort of where my, uh, my I guess, nostalgia lies. Good way to put it. Well, I mean, when you when you start off playing Mario, you're, you're, your career in gaming is going to eventually return to Mario. Yeah, that's right. Fair. I mean, so, <laughs> uh, that's why Mario doesn't go away. It's, it's not as if these new, you know, the little kitties are out there saying, oh, I want to play Mario. I mean, probably Pokemon, but uh, most of the, like, Nintendo gaming community for Mario is going to be old timers, people who played Mario on the, the old consoles and stuff. Well, it does help that Nintendo just puts out good games. Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely seem to. Now, uh, and their the thing with, with their consoles is the they they had the whole TikTok like Microsoft TikTok thing where they had a really good console and then they have a crappy console and a really mm, good console. Mm. I think that's why they've decided just you know we made the switch. Everybody likes the switch. We're never doing another console <laughs> ever. Like we'll just continue to sell this one until you you fools keep spending three hundred dollars on it forever and ever. Do you want to buy a new switch that is the same switch but with a an LED screen? You know you're gonna do it. Yeah, like you, you, they. I mean, they pulled the traditional 
a console maker's thing where they made the thing where it was heavy and did a lot of stuff, and then they made a light version. So it's mm. like uh, the PlayStation you know, 3 and then the PlayStation Slim. Mm, <laughs> the mm. PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation Slim. That's the way they do it. So it's obviously makes them a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea what Switch sales numbers look like, but I, I can't imagine they're slowing down. I know they sped up over the past, like, two years just because... Everyone wanted a. Uh, everyone wanted something to do. Uh, well, there was that go out right at the beginning of pandemic. They, they were selling for like six hundred dollars. It was ridiculous. Uh, switch sales numbers. Just six hundred. Jesus. Okay. Uh, apparently, as of August, it has sold eighty-nine million hardware units. Jeez. And then there's been six, uh, 632 million software sales for it. And half of those are Zelda. <laughs> Surely can't be uh, too far off. Well, when it first came out, that Zelda game just was... I mean, everybody was talking about You couldn't walk around the corner without somebody talking about mm. the Zelda game. Um, and, and then it was uh, Mario, the, the new Mario Kart that just had just come out at that mm. time. And then they had the Mario... Was it Mario Party? I don't even remember. Probably. Uh, it, it was one of Nintendo's traditional, Mm-mm. you know, IPs. So, I've been meaning to buy a Switch for a while, but I just... There's been nothing... I, I, I usually buy a game for, like, a very... A small number of core games that I want to play, and I've been waiting for those games to come out. So, I've... I've and at this point, like, there's been nothing that's, like, really grabbed my attention. Obviously, there's, like, really great games on the Switch. Like, Breath of the Wild's a great game. Mario Odyssey's a great game. But I, I, like, I like my JRPGs. And I've been waiting for, like, a couple that really, really catch my attention that I can't play, like, anywhere else. Because if it's going to be on, like, if it's going to be on, like, my PS4 or it's going to be on PC, like, there's no point buying another console for that. I don't really care too much about, like, the, the portability thing. I usually play games, like, at my desk. The last handheld console I had was a Nintendo DS. So I haven't really been, like, into handheld stuff for a while. But yeah, PS Vita for me. Mm. Uh, and I, I used that for You're about, one of the I don't know. few people. Yeah, I'd like, for, like, ten minutes. And, it, God, the interface was so bad. I mean, it's just, it was just so bad. Uh, I mean, oh. It was like the GNOME people decided to put together a handheld. It was really bad. <laughs> uh, the thing about the Switch is that um, if you if you played Mario before, I mean, this is the way I look at it. I mean, yes, they're different games, but it's still Mario, right? I mean, it's basically. I mean, people are gonna hate me for saying that, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I just I I don't get it. Like, why I've like I played Mario. Mm. I don't need to play it again. It's the same reason why Pokemon lost interest to me back when I was much younger. Mm. Like, they released a new Pokemon game with different colors, like. Uh, once every three months, and <laughs> but it was the same game. I mean, at least they could have done was try to incorporate some of the storylines and stuff like that. But for the most part, they didn't even do that. It was just, oh, there's thirty new Pokemon to catch. You know, well, whatever. that's why like the the newer games have always had like some mechanical gimmick. I think uh, until like it wasn't until like I think fifth or sixth gen when they started doing that, where it's like let's have Dynamaxes. Let's have Mega Revolution. Let's have some other thing, and that's ha- like Zed moves as well in like Sun and Moon. 
Um, now they have some like mechanical gimmick that is specific to like that generation, which is supposed to like keep people interested rather than just, hey, here is the same cycle every time. You get your starter, you go do the eight gym badges, you go do the elite four. Now there's like some something along the way that keeps it different because at its core, like most of the Pokemon games, really, you're, you're right, they are like the same game fundamentally. Uh, I will, I will make an argument in the case of Mario, and that is there is a big distinction between like the 2D Mario games and the 3D Mario games, and I feel like 3D Mario is where like the interesting stuff tends to happen. Yeah, the last good Mario game that I've ever played, like beginning to end, was uh, Mario 64. Like, mm. God, like 20 years ago. <laughs> mm. God, uh, but yeah, it, that game was fantastic because they had, at that point there had actually never been a 3D Mario before, right? It was, mm-hmm. just, it was all 2D before that. Uh, and that's why the N64 was like, like that was that was the console you had. It was so good. I would argue that's probably the best console ever made. But just because Simply was the one where you really did, I mean, prior to that, everything was, it just basically the same. It was a, side-scrolling thing, or every once in a while, even, like, Duck Hunter or whatever was basically side-scrolling. It was just mm-hmm. single camera, but... Uh, and then you had the N64 where, like, oh my god, we had, like, uh... It was, like, the first introduction of, uh... uh full-world gaming. It was kind mm. of awesome. So was the... What was your first console? Was it the N64? Or was it before that? No, I had, like, uh... So, I vaguely remember us having one of the Atari systems. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the original Atari systems, but I don't remember. I mean, that was super young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got like uh, I'm gonna say it was the SNES, mm-hmm. uh, and we played that for a long time. And then, but the N64 was my first like brand new console that I right, right. really remember. Uh, and I still have that thing. It's it's still around here somewhere. It's one of those things where you're just not gonna get rid of it because it's really good. Yeah, I, not that I, I have a TV to hook it up to. Yeah, you can, you can get like um like converter boxes that like upscale stuff to HD now. So you could get it working on modern TVs. It's just if you don't use those like converter magical HD upscale boxes, the games become sort of unplayable on modern screens because of the way that uh the console actually works connected to something new. Yeah, there's a there's a port of uh one of the original Sonic games on Steam. Mm. Uh, and it was one of those Steam sales where you got, hey, it's free for a whole the whole weekend. Just go download it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I download it. It's like it, it showed up on the screen in four three. Mm. <laughs> like there was black bars. Like this is the worst port I've ever seen. Like come on, at least change the aspect ratio. Come like, try. Uh, now I know I just, it was free. I just realized I I have Discord notifications enabled, so I, someone might have just heard that. Let me see if I can just mute that. Uh, mute server. Can I just mute everything? How do I do this? Uh, God. Okay, I'm going to just mute the ones that I know are probably going to make noise. That's annoying. Shit, okay, I don't actually... Okay, well, people are just going to have to deal with the noise. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I should have dealt with that before. Uh, I apologize for the Discord pings that might happen then. Uh, For me, my first console was the... um, was the PS2. Uh... I was born in 98. I, yeah. I, <laughs> um, yeah, I had a PS2 when I was, I think it was towards the end of its life cycle, actually. I've been, I've been kind of weird with consoles. I've always bought it 
or I've either bought it or been given it a year or two the next uh, before like the next gen console came out. Like I got the the PS3. God, when did the PS4 come out? I think I got it like a few years before that. Um, PS4 came out in Wikipedia. Tell me. Uh, I think I probably got it in, in like 2011 or something. Because PS4 came out in 2013. Which is... A, the, one of the nice things about getting a console that late is... A lot of the games that you were gonna... Like, that were gonna be good on that generation... Are already out by that point. It's not like you have to, you know, wait for some... Interesting title to come out. Yeah, that and you can get them cheap, right? I mean, you... Yeah. It's... it's if Usually you buy there'll be cons- like some bundle. Yeah, like... Or if you get lucky, you can go to like a garage sale or a, mm-hmm. whatever and say, oh, well, that kid no longer plays that. Can I buy all the games for like, I don't know, 50 bucks? Yeah. I yeah. mean, grand, like 90% of those games you're never going to play, like, you know, because they're like, uh, uh, you know, Wii Sports or something. <laughs> and you bought like a PS4 and you can't even play it. But, uh, you know, you, you might get a, a gem or something like that. And mm. If you buy a console new, you have to spend like $90 a game. Like, like okay, so I'm not a gamer. I've not mm. like I was more of a gamer ten years ago, and it seems mm. as I get older, I become less and less of a gamer. But even when I was I played console games, like my last console was the 360. That was the last mm. one I bought. And even at that point, I refused to spend seventy dollars for a game. It's just mm. I'm never ever going to get seventy dollars worth of play out of a game. It's just that's not. It, but the funny thing is, <clears throat> mm. is that. I will get on the phone mm-hmm. and play a mobile game and ah. spend a lot of money. Oh, <laughs> it's you're really one of those stupid. People are you? <laughs> well, I mean, not so much anymore, but I used to be quite—I mean, quite bad. Like Clash of Clans was the the game I played for. A long time. <laughs> I, I knew there had to be someone that played that game. Well, there's a lot of people. It's very competitive, but mm-hmm. it's uh, the, the oh man, it, it's so stupid. Do, to do spend we need to have an game. intervention? Well, not no, see, not anymore because I'm very bored with it. Um, ah, okay. Did your your bank account run out? Well, the, see, the stupid thing about buying like that that kind of stuff, spending money on those kind of games, mm. is that eventually you are going to get bored with it. I mean, it's yeah. just inevitable. So any money that you've spent in it is going to be a complete utter waste of mm-hmm. any coin that you have, because eventually, at least when you're physical like downloadable content that adds like extra stuff to the game yeah this did nothing this just makes you have a lo- higher level town hall you know right right so, it's so dumb uh but i mean whatever i've Not always been a, a free-to-play player with any of like the mobile games which means that i have the other problem where eventually you hit a paywall where you either have to play some insane number of hours to get some new level or some new drop or there's the cash shop. Do you want the cash it's shop? Very, it's very attractive to go into Hearthstone and, you know... Like, oh, you yeah, go into Hearthstone Ar- was really bad for it. Yeah, you, you go into Hearthstone and, you know, like, oh, I'm, you go in with good intentions. Mm. And you're going to be, like, I'm 100% free to play. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to spend any money. Mm. And uh, then you realize that every three games you win, you only get 100 coins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in order to buy any amount of cards, you have to, like, have thousands and thousands of coins. Yep. <laughs> like, and it doesn't help that you watch, like, the, the Twitch streamers that do that game. And every time they get the – every time there's a new release of new cards, uh, they get all the cards. Yeah. Like, and you know they're just being given the cards. But, like, 
you see all oh man, these are really cool cards. I gotta have some of those. So of course you're gonna spend some coin. I don't know it's it's just Well, they can <laughs> also just do a, a stream where they'll just buy like two or three hundred packs and then make the money back in tips. Mm-hmm. You're like it's like watching Mudahar there in a stream earning ten dollars every five seconds <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> in stream. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, I can't do that. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> because they spend like $50 for 10 packs of cards. Like, at least when you had like a physical card, you actually hmm. had the card. Yeah. You know, like you go, in, go into the local grocery store and you could buy a pack of, you know, baseball cards or Pokemon cards. You had the card. Yeah. Uh, they've even changed Magic the Gathering to, uh, you know, to the digital form and you, now you spend now you don't have the cards anymore like it's <laughs> we can still get the cards but yeah there's also going to be digital play as well yeah um i i was never really into like card games as a kid i got a Yu-Gi-Oh base pack i got a pokemon base pack i never got any booster packs so any cards i wanted outside of that i would have to trade for them i would either i'd trade cards or i'd trade my lunch or something like that <laughs> I think the only trading card game, like physical, that I ever got into was Pokemon. Mm. Uh, but that was like the the early days when like the TV show was just had just like just started. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and even then, I don't think I like I maybe got like ten packs or something like that. And I think I probably bought them all at the same time. Mm. Uh, and then I was never good at you know trading things with other people because. Those are my cards. You, yeah, you can't have them. <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to trade them. So I don't think I, as a kid, I ever really got the point of trading card games because I didn't want to trade anything. I just mm. wanted the cards. <laughs> I was very selfish as a kid. <laughs> I, uh, I have a cousin who got, like, really into, like, collecting Pokemon cards. I think she has a complete base set now, which, looking at, like, how ridiculously expensive Pokemon cards have gotten, how... Have you like, have you paid any attention to like the the game collector space cuz it's gotten stupid. I know that like the the like, the cartridges for like the old uh, Mario games like that can really sell like for a lot of money. Uh, um, it, especially if they're on opening, unopened. Yeah, it's what uh can it up Back in July, a copy of uh, Super Mario sold for $1.5 million. Well, in its defense, at least you actually have the cartridge. It's not like an NFT. That's so. fair. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fair point. Yeah, uh, NFTs are... Uh, that... <sighs> I I thought that was going to, like... That trend was going to die down quicker. Oh, you th- did, oh did you see... Uh, I don't know who it is. I'm, I'm not paying any attention to like the, the names or whatever. But somebody mm. bought like a, a like a, a really expensive NFT, and then they're selling like four hundred and seventy five dollar tickets to actually see the NFT like in person. It was on the verge the other day. I was like, <laughs> Wait, no, I didn't see that one. Let's see if I can. If I can find, uh, oh, if you can find that, that sounds amazing. Wait. Yeah. We're... Uh, you can now buy a four hundred and seventy-five dollar NFT ticket to see Beeple's sixty-nine million NFT yeah. at an IRL party. What the hell? What is? What is? Well, this? I mean, they ha- they have to have some way to earn that money back, I guess. But I don't think you're gonna make the whole sixty-nine dollar sixty-nine million dollars back. <laughs> it's so dumb. Uh, I don't, like... yeah. I th- <laughs> 
<laughs> you might struggle a little bit. Well, uh, the, the, I think the NFTs were invented to just prove the whole the old saying fools and their money are soon parted true and correct because i mean i don't think that you could you could show me a sync like okay so the idea behind nfts is probably a good one like mm -hmm. and it be able to sell digital art and stuff like like if you're an artist or whatever like and you want to be able to sell exactly one copy of something and be able to transfer that ownership over somebody yeah that the is idea, the one good use case that i can i can think of it it's because it's the only one but the, the the problem is, is that it's been, uh, you know, stolen by the rest of the cryptocurrency community and for stupid things like uh, mm. the, the digital animal things that are going around and mm -hmm. uh, the, the the sports the, the NBA even got into it where they're selling like uh, five minute clips of like of games mm -hmm. and. You didn't own anything. Like you, ha you had no ownership over that at all. They still owned the copyright. You just had a token that you probably paid, you know, uh, way, way too much for, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you literally got nothing. I mean, you you received nothing for that transaction, other than the ability to get on Twitter and say, "Hey, uh, my name is Logan Paul. I spent six hundred thousand dollars on something stupid." <laughs> you know, congratulations. I'm an idiot who has too much money. <laughs> well, okay. I will I will give Logan Paul uh of what's the word um I I'll, I'll let him have that okay cuz in his case he actually will make back the $600,000 cuz he'll just start up his own project and start selling crypto yeah. animals <laughs> then he would have it's personalities like that who have the ability to because they have such a fast audience someone in their audience is going to be um how do I say this nicely? Yeah, stupid enough to <laughs> to buy that from them for even more money. So, mm -hmm. but it's gonna be those li the the little guys that are gonna spend for whatever reason they have that amount of money. Which is, I mean, first of all, where'd you get sixty nine million dollars to actually spend on something? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know Early it's cryptocurrency Bitcoin investor. That's how. Yeah, I mean, it has to be that way, right? Because I mean, normal people don't have six. 69 million dollars to spend on stupid if i had 69 million dollars you're never gonna see my fat ass again i'm leaving man <laughs> i'm not gonna spend it on something uh you know like a gif i mean that'd be I mean, <laughs> why are people so stupid i don't understand it makes me want to cry it's just like we're doomed as as a, an entire species because <laughs> nfts are just good like like I, I'm convinced because of NFTs, we have no hopes of cl of solving climate change or COVID or any of this stuff. We have no chance of it. Uh, by the way, I just said the C word, so you're probably now going to get demonetized. I'm not monetized Sorry. on this channel anyway. <laughs> okay. Good. I only make money uh, on Odyssey. It's all good. Uh, um, but we have no chance of solving any of those problems because if we're so stupid that a, a, a good chunk of us will spend money on this kind of stuff, mm -hmm. uh, we have no hope. No, none at all. Like it's like every every time I say, it, and you're right because you said that you expected to this be like a fad, like it was just. I, that's what it, I I thought. It'd be here for a little while and then it'd go away. It's not going away. Like no, like I, I don't like 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 it'll die down for a couple of weeks and then uh somebody like Logan Paul will come out and say, hey, I spent all this money on something and then it will become a big phase again or or this guy sending four four hundred seventy five dollar tickets to see his NFT which he spent sixty nine billion dollars on. <laughs> It's just, uh, I don't know. It's so bad. It's I so think, bad. 
I think the best hope we have is that people realize that all of this nonsense NFT stuff doesn't matter and is actually worthless. And all that's left over at the end is a niche community of people that care about digital art. That is the... Like, I don't want NFTs to go away completely. I just would like all of these scams to go away. That would be lovely. Like, I want people to start realizing that buying a a photoshopped elephant and butterfly together is a scam and you shouldn't do that. Uh, but if you want to yeah. go buy, I don't know, um, a digital, I don't know, you want to go buy a, a digital painting of Tux that, and you want to sell that, that's fine. I think that's a perfectly valid use case. The problem with the, uh, the digital art uh, use case, though, is it's still not recognized as ownership. Like, you can... Like, you can download that NFT. Like, you can just download the JPEG. It's, you, you don't actually own anything still. You can say you own, like, the token to it, but without actually having... Without the token also transferring the actual ownership rights of that image, it still really mm. doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it feels like NFTs are missing a, a component of some kind of legal transfer, right? Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that would have, like come into existence maybe it even does exist uh, and we you know we just don't know it but uh, maybe that would have came into existence if it hadn't all been you know bogarted by you know all these morons mm -hmm. um, but i think that i think i think it all kind of i mean without going into too much into the cryptocurrency nonsense uh, uh the whole cryptocurrency sphere is always going to have this kind of Bad, leave the bad t taste in everybody's mouth until there's some kind of. I, I mean, the whole point behind cryptocurrency was to get away from regulation and stuff like that. Mm. But the only way to get rid of all the scams and stuff is going to have regulation. So it's going to be a really catch twenty two for people. Well, what it's I gonna, hope going to be hard. What I hope is we have sort of like a dot com bubble with the crypto world, where everything basically just collapses into nothing, and then slowly it builds back up to where we are now. That's that's what I can hope. Where it gets so bad, and there are so many scam projects that it just crumbles in its own weight. And people realize, uh, people are going to have to, because the scam stuff would have to go through and do that, and it would have to be like mainstream. Like mm -hmm. it had to be crumbled because of the scam stuff, mm -hmm. and then. It had to be, co be covered like on NBC Nightly News because, oh, the cryptocurrency world has collapsed because of all the scams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and it had to be like um, like uh, catfishing and stuff like that has become mainstream because it's people, you know, it, all the stories and stuff has kind of gone into the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. A lot of the scams now are very much very, you know, for cryptocurrency just aren't widespread enough for people to know. That's why people still get caught, right? Yeah, so, yeah. It's going to, I don't know, it's going to take something. I'm Smarter people than me are going to have to figure it out, I guess. That's why I just, I'm just going to, like, somebody said, Matt, why don't you invest in cryptocurrency? Well, well, first of all, you have to have at least some money to invest in, invest in cryptocurrency. But also, uh, you, you have to be willing to be very okay with how cryptocurrency fluctuates up and down and there's mm. no predictability at all at least if you buy into the stock market you know that it's going to go up and down but there's some predictability there there are some people who have 
you know, computer models or whatever to say what the mm -hmm. thing's going to do. Nobody, I mean, uh, Brian Lunduke left Odyssey, and then the next day LBCs were worthless. <laughs> you know, like, like if one person can affect an entire coin that badly, uh, I don't know if I want to get into it because. What happens if Logan Paul comes out and says that all cryptocurrency is stupid, and then all of a sudden cryptocurrency is terrible again? You know, it's I don't. It feels well. We can already know, see that Elon nice. Musk has the ability to yes. manipulate the price of like how. Okay, so I don't know if you know the story about uh, with Elon Musk and Tesla. He's not allowed to talk about Tesla on his Twitter without having it approved by like a board mm -hmm. of people because he is openly manipulate the tesla stock in the past saying things like tesla's going to be taken private or tesla stock is too high valued and it just massively fluctuates the price um so he's not allowed to talk about tesla without having this approved at least he shouldn't be but he does anyway because he's elon musk he doesn't give a shit um he don't care <laughs> but he like if you're watching the like the early stuff with like him talking about Bitcoin, him talking about Dogecoin. Every time he would tweet, the price would indicate whatever he says. Like if he says, I'm selling my Bitcoin, price drops. If he says, uh, Tesla is now accepting Bitcoin, massive fluctuation. He has way too much, uh, way too much influence in how how the market is going to go. I don't know why people still take him seriously and don't realize why he's not trolling them. Because I've pointed this out in the past, like, the reason why he does this is because just before he tweets, he either buys or sells. Like, he is openly manipulating the market, and no one cares. Yeah, no, no. You know, that guy is really, I mean, okay, so he's obviously very, very intelligent, right? When he first came into, like, when he first became really popular and Tesla was starting up and stuff like that, mm. everyone had so much hopes, like, oh, this this guy is, like, the, the next Steve Jobs or the next uh, Einstein or something, I don't know. Mm. Uh, he's he's going to solve so many of our problems. A and for a while, that happened. But then he's, you know, like, uh, like, he transitioned into, uh, like, like the, the Internet's biggest troll, you know? <laughs> when you have that much money, you don't. You don't have to care. Like, you don't right. have to be like a, a Jeff Bezos or something like that and trying to get make yourself richer. You could just... Like, Elon doesn't need to work a day for the rest of his life. He doesn't care. Well, well it reminds me of that. So those there was, like, those 13 guys that were stuck in a cave or something, like, mm -hmm. Indonesia or whatever. And, and Elon was like, well, I'm going to build this awesome submarine that's going to go get him. But it's going to take, like, two months to do, okay? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you're not going to build anything fast. And they were out, like, the next day or something like that. Like, that the whole situation was, like, it felt like he was doing that just because he wanted his name or whatever to be associated with that whatever. Mm -hmm. But... I don't. We we got into. We have transitioned through a whole bunch of topics, haven't we? <laughs> we have, and we can end off Elon by saying, Elon doesn't care. He's gonna shoot a car into space, and you don't. Like, it, look. Do you know anyone else who said they're gonna shoot a car into space and then actually did it? No, you don't. That's because Elon because Musk is the only one who's rich enough and crazy enough to do it. The, the best story about Elon over the last year was the day before Richard Branson went into space or whatever. Mm. He said that Elon Musk showed up in his kitchen at 3 o'clock in the morning, just like randomly in the morning. <laughs> like, like you imagine going into going into your walking to your kitchen at 3 o'clock in the morning like, oh, hi, Elon. How you doing? <laughs> and, you know, he's probably going through the refrigerator. Hey, you got any mustard in here? <laughs>
god. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, let's actually, you know, what, let let's let's somehow segue back into Linux. Did you? Okay. <laughs> I don't know why people were freaking out about this, but did you see um people freaking out because one uh one flavor of Manjaro decided they were going to start shipping with Vivaldi. People were saying. Manjaro is now dropping Firefox, but that's that just isn't what happened at all. Uh, yeah, I, it was like on every uh, technology blog that kind of covers Linux, but mm. they don't really ever read into what actually is happening. Like the the register does this a lot, ZDNet does it a lot, where they have to have that oh, awesome headline that's going to grab people's attention. Mm. And uh, yeah, I saw that. Um, I kind of. Like, no, that's... <laughs> now, it would be news if actual Manjaro switched to Vivaldi. Mm. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me, because remember, like, a couple years ago, they did that, where they were switching away from LibreOffice to go to, uh, uh, like, a proprietary version of, like, OpenOffice or something like that? It was... Uh, how long something. ago was that? A couple years ago. Uh, it might have been it, before it, I was around. Like, they, they decided to switch away from LibreOffice to go to OpenOffice, which is proprietary. Mm. And the the entire Linux community just kind of flipped their shit. And in the end, they end up now, if you install Manjaro, you get a, a choice between yeah, yeah. open office and LibreOffice. That's the reason why that's there because they were just going to switch. Mm. Uh, and that was the main like Manjaro. If they decided to go to, to Vivaldi, which wouldn't surprise me, it, it would be even huge news, mm. but would it though? I mean, it, I, it's going to make the, the, the Foss bros very angry. It people is, who yes. are just so so invested into into Foss that you know any deviation from like I switched to Edge and lost fifty subscribers. <laughs> you know, it's like like it's gonna be those guys who pissed me off. But no, okay, no, stop, stop for a second. Why did you switch to Edge? There's so many good browsers. Why Edge? Okay, so uh, Edge is uh, God. I don't want to be that guy who, who defends a Microsoft <laughs> product, but I, damn, it, I'm going to. Uh, it ha It's like. It, it, it renders web pages properly, which sometimes Firefox doesn't do. Sure, okay. okay so, the, so I, it doesn't have the the weird stuff that Brave stuff. Okay. For whatever reason, Brave always comes across as lishating me. I don't know why. It's just okay. really weird. Maybe it's Fair the enough. cryptocurrency stuff. Maybe it's the the download bar at the bottom. But Microsoft seems to have taken Edge and added in some stuff that's really good. So they integrated vertical tabs, which mm. actually work. Uh, they integrated a, a coupon clipper that's like, like, like I know you can get these things in, in extensions, but they're built in. They don't have to have, uh, at least if somebody's going to steal my information, I know it's going to Microsoft. It's not going to some random uh, plug-in generated guy on, on wherever, sure. you know? Okay. Um, so that's why I switched to Edge, because it had some cool stuff. Now, I'm back on Firefox now, because... Firefox or Edge is in beta, and they delete mm. everything every time you do an update, mm -hmm. which is the the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. But the week or so I was on it, I really liked it. But mm. you can get all that stuff in other browsers. So my, if people were to switch to Vivaldi, just to bring it back to the topic we were talking about, mm. um, I don't. I mean, people are people would get really upset because it's not open source, but it wouldn't bother me. Mm -hmm. Um, because at least when it comes to browsers, like maybe I used to care, but now I just want it to work. You know what I mean? The problem mm -hmm. with Firefox so often is that 
it doesn't work. Like, the, the, there's like a few websites that won't render properly. Mm -hmm. uh, half the times Google Docs just doesn't work in Firefox for whatever reason. That and they're so focused on changing things. Like every five versions, you get a new update and it has a, a entirely different UI. Uh, mm -hmm. They moved the account settings in 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 version ninety. It used to be in like the drop down, you know, like the hamburger menu. Mm -hmm. Now it's a menu inside of a menu, and in order to actually sync things between that and mobile, you have to, to go find this stuff. I mean, why would you move this stuff? I don't understand. I uh, on a couple of videos, I've talked uh, about how I don't understand. <laughs> like they, the, Mozilla gets four hundred million dollars from Google mm -hmm. every what ten years or something like that. And uh, it's a bit bit quicker than that, but yeah, or, they they whatever. they're basically a Google sub brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get all this money. And first of all, good for you. Google gives you four hundred million dollars. I'm not going to complain. Actually, I think it missed hundred million. Whatever, I don't care. Congratulations, you got five hundred million dollars. Good for you. Uh, but do something with that other than give your CEO all this money. <laughs> like, like you don't need. Did you know that Mozilla employs like eight hundred people, and the only product they actually have is Firefox. Like. Well, well somebody they have other things no one uses them well uh, well so, okay so they have a vpn no they, they do. don't they don't actually have a vpn <laughs> no, it's, they it's have a wrapper, a, yeah. it's it's a rebranded version of somebody else's vpn so uh it would have been impressive if they actually had a vpn like you know, oh an open source vpn that's run by the mozilla corporation sign me up is that what they had no of course that's not what they had they have a uh, a uh, uh, a rebranded thing that somebody went into the source code and changed the name, you know, of what the VPN was, you know, it's the, I mean, it's that kind of thing that just makes me so angry about Mozilla. Okay. So <laughs> I'm looking time... at Mozilla's website right now. Here are the Mozilla products. <clears throat> we have, we have Firefox. We have Firefox for Android, Firefox for iOS, which isn't actually Firefox. That's actually just, um, WebKit, WebKit with yeah. a, with a skin. Uh, yep. Firefox for Enterprise, Firefox, Firefox. Lite, Firefox Reality, that's a web browser for virtual reality headsets. I didn't know they had that one, actually. Uh, Mozilla VPN, Firefox Private Network, that's... Wait, what? Oh, that's... Wait, what? Fire... Mozilla VPN, Firefox Private Network. Browse securely on private Wi-Fi using a Firefox add-on, isn't... Oh, I guess that might be a... Browser plugin for their VPN. Okay, fair enough. Um, Firefox Lockwise, that is a password manager. <laughs> Firefox Screenshot Go is a screenshot app for mobile because you don't have the ability to just press these two buttons and screenshots. Uh, Mozilla Hubs, which is a virtual reality uh, conferencing thing. It's, it's jank as hell. I love it. <clears throat> Firefox for Amazon devices, uh, Firefox Focus, and then objectively the best Mozilla product ever made, Thunderbird. I thought Thunderbird had been split off from... from I thought that Mozilla as well, but it, they still have it listed here. That's really weird. Uh, the one thing I noticed you said in every single one thing you listed is Firefox was in the name of every single one of those things you listed. So really, they I was right. They only have one product, which is Firefox, and then they've gone through and... Uh, uh, you know, they have a few extensions. Also, Thunderbird is basically Firefox as well, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, 
at least with Vivaldi, they've gone through and integrated their email client into the browser. I mean, mm. we well, can Firefox make the argument that's that. not a good thing because that makes your browser heavier. And if you're going to use like a separate email client, then I don't think Vivaldi cares about how heavy their browser is they, because they, they don't. Have... Their UI is so, I mean, kudos for giving the user a ton of options and stuff like that, but mm. man, is it, can it be really slow sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, I, I want to, I, like, I'd love to, like, I'd love to use Vivaldi because it has all those options. Like, I can get vertical tabs, I don't have to use something from Microsoft in order to get them, mm. uh, but it's just slow, man, because mm. they've baked so much stuff into it. Yeah, that's the problem that I found when I used... I used to use Vivaldi um, back when I was on Windows and then when I first switched over to Linux. I like I like Vivaldi. It's a great browser. But you're absolutely right. Like, the UI is insanely customizable. Like, that's the reason why I started using it. Because you can do... Like, obviously, Firefox is very customizable as well. The problem with Firefox, though, is... You customize it through the CSS file, yeah. and that's also, like, legacy support, maybe removed at some point. And then they break it, like, every time they do a major update, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I like v what Vivaldi's doing, but I also like being able to have my web browser open while I play a video game and not have it eat up my entire system resources. Yeah, browsers tend to... <laughs> For whatever reason, it feels like Vivaldi was built on Electron sometimes. <laughs> because, like, you, you install the thing and turn it on, and all of a sudden, it sounds like you're in an airport because all your fans are running. Like, why does my <laughs> computer sound like it's on fire? So here's a question for you. Mm. Do you think that the Switch, the Manjaro Cinnamon Switch to Vivaldi heralds a change for actual Manjaro? Do you think that they're actually going to follow through with that? I think that... If people are happy with it, I think that's a possibility. So do you think that the Manjaro Cinnamon guys were just, uh, you know, this was just something they did? Or do you think it was the flagship guys saying, hey, you want to, let's do a test balloon on a desktop environment that nobody actually uses, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> unless you're, I mean, if you're going to use Cinnamon, you're using Linux Mint. Let's just be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, so, I mean, you, you don't go to Manjaro to use Cinnamon. You go to Manjaro to use... KDE or something. Yeah, know. yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, yeah. That's actually a good question. I I don't know what, like, you know, the connection between those two teams actually is like. So I, I think it'd be... It's hard for me to make any assessment on, on whether that would be the case. But I think that... I think that if this is popular, I might see a... You might see a trend of different distros actually trying out different things. Like obviously, when you ship with GNOME, you'll have like you know the what's the GNOME browser called? Um, it's called Web. It's GNOME Web. Yeah, uh, obviously. Like Elementary that... OS has the same thing called, but it's called Epiphany. It's it's garbage. Yeah, yeah. And it's so bad. Um, obviously you have those ones, but right now when a distro ships with like a browser it's generally shipping with firefox but this might lead to a trend i don't think it's going to lead to a trend of swapping to vivaldi but you might see some distros try out brave or try out something else like that and the problem with trying out like i know obviously vivaldi is like half proprietary but i think 
Brave might be more controversial just because of its its crypto stuff. I think yeah. it would be more accepting of Vivaldi, even though you would have that. You definitely would have that that contention there because it's not completely false. Having the crypto stuff there just looks a little sketchier. Yeah, if you if a distro is going to try Brave, they would have to find a way to hide that crypto stuff so it's just an option in the background. Well, you, know, you can disable first... it. That, right. What that would probably do is disable it by default, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, you'd almost have to, but... I mean, because when you first open up just a standard stock version of Brave, one of the first things it does is tell you about that. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. one of the first things it does. Um, and, you know, that's fine for if you've explicitly installed Brave and you know what you're doing, but hmm. if, if, if that became the default browser on Ubuntu... That would cause a lot of problems because I know, like, installing on my father's computer, he uses Ubuntu. He'd be like, "What's cryptocurrency? Mm. <laughs> you know, first of all, what's bat? I mean, it, like, it confused the hell out of a ton of people." And something you said earlier just mm. kind of freaked me out because what if instead of saying, uh, you know, uh, KDE Neon or Ubuntu, one of the flavors of Ubuntu, instead of saying we're gonna uh, ship brave or firefox for Vivaldi. instead we're going to make our default browser gnome web or epiphany or conqueror you know, can you remember conquer i mean that thing still exists so uh, mm. so instead of having a, a mainline browser instead we're going to have several distro specific browsers that uh don't render 90 percent of the web and have weird features that you don't need mm -hmm. and um are just really weird because uh, Conqueror was also like a file manager at one point, but it's also like a web. Yeah, like I, a, I, that is a weird one. Yeah, <laughs> like it, and it's, the thing is, it's still being developed. Like mm. K, the KD Plasma guys, they don't abandon anything. <laughs> like those guys, I don't know where they're getting all the development, uh, like manpower, but they have like five thousand projects for Plasma. Mm. Like, and that's probably lowballing it just a little bit, but I mean, they just have a ton of projects for Plasma, and every single one of them seems to get like updates every once in a while. Like, there's somebody out there working on a cute version of Conquer, which is a web browser that absolutely, I swear to God, nobody uses that web browser. I mean, nobody does. I mean, it comes pre installed. Like, if you install like K KD Plasma on arch from mm. like the repositories you're probably going to get conquer installed by default because you're getting mm -hmm. all the k k apps right uh but nobody's going to use i mean i mean nobody uses that right i mean <laughs> okay in brody's comments below anybody mm -hmm. who uses conquer let him know because i want to see i want to have a con we, we got to get you on the podcast because you're gonna going be like to be the only person one weird person <laughs> Like, oh, like, there's not, please, no. <laughs> you, you, that thing has to have, like, serious, serious, I mean, it can't be secure, right? Does it even support SSL? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> look, if I, I have know. a, if I have a Plan 9 user in my Discord, I'm sure there's going to be someone who uses Conqueror. The, the thing is, I'm convinced that the Plan 9 user in your Discord is the same Plan 9 user that's in, in every Linux dis Discord. Well, I wouldn't uh, be surprised. Uh, his name is either Joshua Lee or it's Peter. The Peter, I know, no, Peter is uh, the Gentoo guy, the guy who's trying to get every Linux YouTuber to install Gentoo. And the hilarious thing is he succeeded. He got both DistroTube, you and me, all of us, <laughs> to install Gentoo. Like, uh, it was absolutely hilarious. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. 
Don't t don't tell us we won't pander to the chat. We'll do it. <laughs> no, if I, I, look if you if I if I make a Gen two stream that doubles my stream viewers, sure I'll do it. Why not? To this day, the Gen two stream where I failed to install Gen two, like I did not succeed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like I didn't like the VM froze, and that's where I stopped streaming after three hours. Mm -hmm. Is the highest view counted stream that I have. <laughs> By far, yep. <laughs> like, like it, it has at least four or five hundred more views than the closest one, mm -hmm. and it it boggles my. I mean, people still. I mean, people still watch it. Like, I I put in the video description, Linux noob fails to install Gen two, and people mm -hmm. still watch it. Like, all right, so mm -hmm. you've successfully installed Gen two. Explain yes. to me why people want to use Gen two because I don't understand it. Like. I understand that Gentoo has some pre-compiled binaries. Like you can mm -hmm. install Firefox uh, dash bin or whatever, and yeah, it's already—you yeah. don't have to go through and compile uh, Firefox. But if you're just going to use the pre, because every time I argue, like I don't want to mm -hmm. spend time compiling all this stuff. Mm -hmm. The argument against that was like, well, it has pre-compiled binaries, and in which case, why would I want to use a source-based distro? Because if I'm already just going to use the binaries, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like the the purpose then the purpose of using Gentoo from my mm -hmm. experience, or or from my perspective, is to compile all your stuff so you can put the stuff in the kernel that you want to put in the kernel and put stuff in uh you know for certain applications the way you want to do it. Mm -hmm. But that stuff takes time. I mean, it mm -hmm. takes a ton of time. I don't. I, I don't. I'm not like, the person to ask. I run Arch. I have no idea why anyone goes out of their way to use Gentoo. I guess because. It's very lightweight. Like, it doesn't install anything for you. I guess that's probably it. If you want to build something up from scratch, but you don't want to go that, like, that little bit extra step and just do LFS. Right, but Arch doesn't install anything for you other than the kernel. I mean, well, really, okay. Arch does have, like, you know, base and base devel, and you'll get a lot of stuff that you're probably never going to use. Right, but you have to, I mean, you have to install those sure. things. But you don't have to compile them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like, because, I mean, you're going to have to install Make at some point if you want to, you know, do anything. I, mm. So, I mean, you might as well install that package that has Make in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have to install Network Manager, but you don't have to compile Network Manager. Mm -hmm. um, why would you want to compile Network Manager? It literally, pseudo Pac-Man dash Catflash Network Manager, whatever it is, you know, and it's done in like five seconds. It's not... Mm three hours long it's doesn't it, it continually boggles my mind because it doesn't matter what the topic of my video is on, mm -hmm. on there's always one guy or usually it's through the streams but there's always mm -hmm. a person in that stream that, hey this doesn't look like a gen 2 install like even <laughs> like, like of course it doesn't look like a gen 2 install i'm not installing gen 2 uh, mm -hmm. so what i did what i did is i mm -hmm. trolled everybody i yeah. set a patreon goal of 350 dollars which is miles and away past what i have right now mm -hmm. uh uh, and I said, if I get to this Patreon goal, I'll install Gen 2 again. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, I, like I said, I said it so far beyond that it's going to be years before I get there. So I'm, I'm safe. Like this way I can say, well, you know what? You want me to install Gen 2? Go support me on Patreon. I'm such a troll. That's going to happen. <laughs> there's, a couple of, there's a couple of people out there in the Linux world who have a bit, uh, have a lot of money. Uh, and there's going to be one of them who gives you $350 for one month just to get you to do it.
Well, in that case, I'll take the $350. I will go install Gen 2, I guess, I suppose. But I won't be happy about it. Um, but I, I will do it. I will, I will, I've promised, but maybe I should have said it higher, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, man. Gen, Gen 2. Uh, there's the LFS guys out there, too, right? Like, there's, a, there's always ones that... Well, well, if you're going to install Gen 2, you might as well install LFS. Like... First of all, does anybody actually still install LFS? I don't know if there's anyone who unironically runs LFS, or if, you, if 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 people just use it as like an educational tool. Uh, I I will be doing an LFS series very soon, uh, well, so I, I expect some fun comments from that, telling me how I'm doing a ton of stuff wrong. Oh, that's another one with the Gen two stream. Every time you do anything when you're do installing Gen 2, someone's there to tell you you're doing it wrong, even if you're following, like, word for word what the install guide says. Like, I installed a binary kernel, and someone said, no, you're doing it wrong, you didn't compile the kernel yourself. Like, it literally says in the install guide, I can use a binary kernel. Piss off. I don't care. Oh, you, you really want to get them started, choose System D as the, the, the ISO that you download. Because that's mm -hmm. what I did. Is Because so the, the, the general ISO is OpenRC, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know anything about OpenRC, so, and I know System D. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was like, you know, I'm going to install this open, the System D one. Nobody's going to care about which, you know, uh, uh, whatever oh. I'm using. Uh, and you the comments, like, why are you using System D? It's completely different. The the wiki doesn't even cover System D. Like, I, I give up. I, 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 like, I'm going to go back to Arch, where it doesn't matter. It uses System D. I don't care. Uh, the the five times a year I have to go system CTL enable or whatever in order to start a service, I'm happy with that. Mm -hmm. I then I forget system D and, you know exists. Mm -hmm. You know <laughs> that that's that's my level of inter interaction with the init system of system D. Uh, so it's like uh, every everything on you're right. Like everything you can't do anything right on Gen two <laughs> because. It's like programming. We're, we're coming full mm -hmm. circle. Yes. Uh, there, there's 12 different ways of installing Gen 2. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're all wrong. <laughs> to somebody. <laughs> so yep. yep. Really bad. <laughs> Unless you spend the entire stream going through, like, compiler flags, you've done something wrong. Well, I got to the point where I actually put in used flags. Mm-hmm. Oh, in that stream. I, oh, there was one one thing I did during that. There's one part where it gets you to write a a zero. I put a capital O because the font they have on the Gen 2 wiki looks exactly the same. And I tried to run it and I was like, why is... I think I was trying to boot up Xorg or something. I was like, why is Xorg not booting? What is going on? The, the, the thing is with the use flags is that everyone has different use flags. Mm -hmm. So there was like nine people in the chat... And every single one of them was telling me, hey, uh, use these use flags. Like, okay, I'll do those. Uh, my stupid thing was, uh, at one point, I just, you know, like, uh, fine, I'm not going to follow the wiki anymore. I'm going <laughs> to follow the people in the chat. Yep. And the thing is, they're all taking me in different directions. <laughs> it's like, and, and then we wonder why at the end of the stream, the virtual machine just crashed. <laughs> I think <laughs> the only crazy. use flag that everyone could agree on is setting like the number of threads to be using. Just set it to as high as you can use. Otherwise, like don't set it to one. If you set it to one, we're gonna be here literally all week. As long as you don't do that, we're good. Yeah, I think I gave the VM like four cores or whatever, and then mm. I never enabled that flag because it took forever. And like I said, it crashed. And mm -hmm. by that point I was had been streaming for 
three and a half hours. And yeah, yeah. Like an hour and a half is like my stream. Like I, I'm very consistent. Around an hour and a half. After that, I'm done. Like, yeah. I, like I just want to. I, I want to get out of here. I need to get away from the internet for just a little while yeah, because enough. it always drives me crazy, right? Uh, and that that one had gone on for three and a half hours. Like I can't go any longer. <laughs> like, like like I need to. I, I I need water. I need to get out of the chair to like move around or something. Mm. Uh, like if I do end up doing Gen two, I'm doing it at the standing desk. Uh, oh, I didn't notice the standing desk back there. Yeah, I, I have a standing desk back there, and I, I will do it from there because that at least then I can you know move around or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. I would love to have a standing desk. I just don't have room. Um. This is as far back as my chair goes. Don't do what I did. Okay, mm -hmm. so I I have a fairly small room here. Like I have a bed in this room too. So, mm. um, what I did is because I have a, an oak desk, right? And if right. this oak desk is like twenty years old, it weighs three thousand pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does not move. Right. <laughs> like, like like there's no moving this thing. So I couldn't go through and replace this desk because what would I do with it? I mean, nobody's gonna buy a, a an oak desk that has damage to it. Firewood. <laughs> yes, well, I mean it's it's the it's still a good desk. It still holds sure. things. Okay, right? yeah. <laughs> I mean it does its job, but I wanted a standing desk. So what I did is I got on Amazon and mm -hmm. you know, search standing desk because Amazon that's basic the only place. standing desk. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's like 100, 110 bucks or something like that. Wow. The thing is, is it doesn't go up and down. It just is just a standing desk. Right. So now I. Now I have two desks in my room in this, I, know, I think it's like a 14 by 14 room, and uh, it, it just sits there. <laughs> like, I, I use it, but it just takes up space, and you can't put it down. It'd be so cool if, like, the keyboard tray or whatever folded down so it took up less space. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that they thought of that. <laughs> I think maybe that was the $200 version or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was really, I don't know. It, just don't, don't do that. It, Get, take your oak desk out and do what Brody says. Mm. Burn the damn thing because <laughs> it's firewood. Uh, and, and get one of those nice ones that go up and down because that's that guy. I want that so bad, but oh. yeah, I, I wouldn't really care about getting rid of my desk. This is something I got from IKEA uh, for whatever the cheapest I could get. It's a big desk, but it's it's a it's it's made of it's made of. I I can't even confirm that it's made of wood. To be honest. I'm not sure what it's made of. Sawdust. Maybe particle board, maybe? Um, like, I have a... But, um, what... yeah, I, when I get rid of this desk, I don't care. I did have a nice desk when I was younger. Um, the, the, uh, there's, like, an office store near me that used to sell this really nice black stained glass desk. It, the, uh, it was also tempered glass, and the glass was, like, at least an inch thick. And that thing, like, you could put... I think it... It was rated to hold something like a hundred kilos or something, which is more than a desk needs to hold, absolutely. But that thing was such a nice desk, and I, I really hate that I got rid of it. For if for no other reason, like I, I've been planning on doing my like redo my setup because mm. I have two monitors, but I, I, I want a third monitor, but like. Desperately want a third monitor, and and I mean I, I say that to like my parents or whatever is like see my setup or whatever like and they hey you got those really big screens why do you need a third monitor like because I use them mm -hmm. <laughs> like like I need I, I would love to be able to have like my browser on one and mm -hmm. then like 
Audacity on the other and OBS in one place. And then we don't have to deal with OBS forgetting things and are not recording stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I, there's just no room on this desk. It's just the 27-inch monitors take up the whole space. So yeah, I would yeah. love to get rid of this desk, get rid of that desk, mm. <laughs> just getting rid of all the desks, and then get like a corner desk in this thing. Like it's, mm. So I can get three monitors. That'd be so nice. And they're not even expensive. Like, if you go on Amazon, because, again, that's the only place that you can buy things, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can get, like, a, a reversible L-desk for, like, 150 bucks. Mm. It's not going to be good. I mean, I'm sure it's going to break, like, five minutes after you bought it. But uh, it, it turns out furniture's cheap sometimes. Sometimes. Like, if it's not, if it's not made, made out of oak, uh, if it's just made out of, like, aluminum... Um, well, particle you know, board. If, or, or particle board. You know, it, it, it's fairly cheap. Mm. Uh, but my problem is, I don't want to get rid of the firewood. <laughs> yeah, I'm atta- I'm kind of attached to this desk. Like it has, like it has a hutch or whatever, and it has mm. a shelf, and it's got oh, all this okay. stuff. Uh, you know, it's a nice desk, and I, I don't want to get rid of it. So I, I'm stuck between wanting more space and not wanting to get rid of the desk that has storage in it. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's, it's, I don't know, that third monitor is going to happen one of these days, even if I have to get rid of the hutch and just mount the, the monitor above these two. Mm. Um, that's, that's possible. I, you know, I say like, uh, you go to like the, um, you get on Instagram or something, or you get on Twitter and people are always tweeting out pictures of their setups and you always have, you know, they have these five monitor setups and they have things up there, like mm. like a huge TV above their their monitors or whatever. Mm. Like, that sounds like I wrote such a good idea, but I think my neck hurts. Why does my neck hurt? You know, <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. It's really weird. My setup is purely practicality. It's if I post a picture of this, this is not be a good picture. So my, uh, the stand I've got for my camera is, uh, I couldn't find something that would fit my setup. So I got my stepdad to make me something. It is two pieces of aluminum pipe bolted together in like that in like an L shape so I can like sit across to where I need it to be I've got one of my lights clamped to it with like a cheap clamp I've got my other light over here with another clamp attached like a microphone arm this microphone arm is like ten dollars with a I don't the six hundred dollar mic attached to it um ignoring <laughs> that um but like I have not done any cable management or anything it's just Everything here works. It's not great, but it works. The microphone arm thing makes me laugh because this thing here... So, this arm came with that microphone back there. I don't know if you can see it. Wait, wait, can you move that arm forward just slightly a little bit? I think I know... Is that the same arm I have? It may be. Like that top... Does it have little knobs? Yeah, yeah. I think think that's the same one. It, It came with that microphone. That microphone was like 30 bucks. Uh, so oh, this yeah, thing, this, yeah, it probably is. It definitely does not is not meant to hold a four hundred dollar mic from Heil. <laughs> it definitely is not. What uh, mic is that? It, this is the Heil PR forty. Mm-hmm. It's atrocious. Don't buy it. It's it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, in order to actually get good sound out of it, you have to go and do a whole bunch of EQ and stuff. It's not. Yeah. yeah. It's not great. I bought it because Leo Laporte uses it. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, because obviously, you know, big podcaster uses the high LPL for you. Obviously, it has to be good, right? It's not good. Now, if I were buying, I've had this mic for 10 years, so it's not a big deal. Ah. Uh, I've gotten my money out of it. Um, 
if I were buying a new mic today that was this cost, I would buy that one that you have. Now, you just got that mic, right? Yes, I just bought my Shure SM7B a couple, uh, about a week or so ago. How are, you're probably going to do a video on it, so I don't want you to ruin your video, but mm -hmm. uh, how do you like it? Is it good? It's beautiful. I love this mic. <laughs> uh, I, I, the only problem is... Okay, without getting too, uh, too much into details, um, the one problem this mic has very difficult to drive. Uh, I have got my mixer maxed out right now. If we put it back to like where I was, um, where I had it set for my old mic. Uh, you probably can't hear me now. It's very soft. Yeah. Uh, that's the biggest problem with the Shure. It is, it is an insanely difficult mic to drive, but it sounds really nice. Yeah, you ha almost have to get a cloud lifter in order to get it. I've got one it. on order. Yeah. Which um, makes me depressed because it's a lot of money. It's like $900 this need, on this setup. <laughs> this needs, yeah, I, I know. The, this thing here needs a cloud lifter too. Because mm -hmm. right now I have the gain cranked all the way up. Just like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not even going to try. I'm not going to touch it because I have it where it can actually, you can actually hear me. Yeah, I go yeah. up there, I touch it, you'll never hear me again. Because <laughs> it took me ages to get to this point. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the problem is, I don't know if I want to invest in a mm -hmm. cloud lifter until I can change this microphone. Because mm -hmm. I want to change the microphone. Like... I'm getting sick of having to go into Audacity every time I do a video and just EQ the crap out of it because there's no bass to it whatsoever. It makes me sound like I talk like a like an Oompa Loompa. You know, it's really bad. I mean, it's not it's not as bad. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not as bad through like Discord for because hmm. Discord compresses the crap out of everything anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not a bad. But if you're just recording it raw audio to uh, to Audacity. It sounds really, really high pitched. Like I swear, I went through puberty. I mean, so at some point in the last thirty-five years, my voice broke and I went through puberty. <laughs> like I remember it happening. Uh, but this microphone would swear that I was still twelve years old. <laughs> it's really bad, uh, and I don't understand because you watch YouTube videos like uh, Podcastage and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great channel. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of those, and uh, Tom Buck, I think his name. Mm. Uh, the they like oh this this microphone's perfectly fine. Oh wait, and, and you had you didn't watch Ethos Vox's video then. The Hale PR40 is a legendary disappointment. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of YouTubers out there that really don't like this, but there's one guy out there who does a he does a, like Audacity um like tutorials or whatever. Yeah. How to make yourself sound great on in Audacity, and you mm. watch that thing, and he has a Hale PR40, and he has this amazing British accent, right? Uh, like, like ah, there's the problem. Do... The British right, accent uh, makes uh, every mic sound good. I know. Like, like he, but he, he does before and he does after. Like, I can't get. I mean, I do exactly that thing. I can never make this mic sound that good. And granted, you're right. I don't have. I I don't have that accent uh, as much as I would uh, try. Um, you know, I'm, I was like, huh. Maybe it's a good idea to do a British accent, but no, that's not a good idea. You don't want me to do that. <laughs> That'd be horrible. Uh, it's just you know. You can, I can't make this mic sound good. I've tried every tutorial on the internet to make it sound good from a raw recording, and it's just mm. it's not there. Um, so I don't understand. I mean, granted, I don't have a mixer. All I have is a, a an audio interface. Hmm, what are you uh, What are you using for that one? Focusrite Solo. Okay. Um, and you know it's fine. Uh, but it sounds like. It, it, this microphone sounds like garbage. Now I have a, a Rode Podmark. Wrote up the I can't talk anymore. Um, 
I have a Rode Pod mic back there too. Mm. That was about a hundred dollars, and you uh, watch YouTube videos of people who have Rode Pod mics, and they sound amazing. Like they got rich, full sound. I plug that thing in. I sound like crap. So I'm beginning to think it's not the mic. It's probably just my voice. <laughs> maybe maybe it's just my voice. I I could spend a thousand. I could get one of those uh, th- those Neumann uh, microphones that are like seven thousand dollars yeah, or something yeah. like that, and I'd probably still sound exactly like this. Uh, and yeah, that would be worse than all of my clans, Clash of Clans money combined. <laughs> you know, it'd be yeah, that, money. That's one of the problems with uh, looking at mic reviews. You sort of have to find someone that has a, I guess, a similar, a similar sort of voice range to you. Because, like, if you're, you know, it wouldn't be very, very helpful if someone with like a deep British accent was watching some like. I don't know, some chick from California reviewing a mic. Like, their voices are completely different. And while you can obviously get an objective idea of how the mic like, should sound, it doesn't really relate to how it's going to sound with your specific specific voice. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the, 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 the low voice was a really good point because... Like Epos Fox has that really low voice. Like he mm. makes every, like every mic. Like he he reviewed like a like a um that Razer microphone. It's like a um, seventy five dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's it sounded amazing, but it wasn't the mic that sounded amazing. He just has a fantastic voice. Mm. <laughs> like like I don't like I'm a YouTuber, but I'm never gonna have that voice. You can't change it. Unfortunately, you can't. You just you can't. Well, you can always just like put it on. You can, you can try to, like, put it on a new accent and see what happens. Uh, what, what you can... Okay, so, while, while we're ranting about mics, mm. uh, there's a, a a podcast for a football team over here that that I cheer for. It's the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, and they do an after-game podcast. Mm-hmm. And the one of the hosts has a Blue Yeti. <laughs> and I swear to God, nobody on the internet... That isn't in audio knows how to use a blue yeti. Mm. Uh, they all have them pointed at their mouths like this, mm-hmm. and like I don't think like the blue yeti is not a front address microphone. It's just not. It's a side address microphone. It, it would be like uh, if I recorded with the sh- like yes. the show like this. Like this is not how you record. It's sa- this probably sounds horrendous. But you y- you can't go into the chat of of a of a, a yeah. podcast that has nothing to do with microphones. Yeah, and yeah. tell them that they're using their microphone wrong. Mm. You, you you sound like an arrogant douchebag. Oh no! <laughs> now the mic's pointed the wrong direction. Uh, <laughs> okay, now we're good. Cool. <coughs> yeah, yeah, I know the feeling. It's just you can't. The, okay, the problem with the blue yeti is when you open the box, it has a diagram of how the mic should be used. Well, like, there's okay. no excuses. Like I holding this up to the camera. Ah, blue yeti. Blue yeti yes. <laughs> I, I have all the can. I have all the uh, all the microphones, all of them. Uh, the problem with the Blue Yeti is that it has all of these little icons on the the knob, mm, yes. and nobody's no nobody knows what those icons. <laughs> I think no no. Here's here's the thing. Yeah, those. I think that every single YouTuber, every single one of us, no matter what your topic, mm. probably could. Like go to if you if you're a YouTuber, go to, go to your closet because you have one of these. Everyone does. <laughs> Every single person has bought one of these things because you want to know what? They're cheap. Okay, 
You don't need an you know you don't need an audio interface. You don't need nothing. The, okay. uh, One argument I'll make for that is they were cheap back when they first came out. Nowadays, things like the pod mic are a much better deal. Yeah, I totally agree. But people still buy this because it has a reputation. It does of yeah. being cheap. Like the also, this thing doubles really good as a, like an intruder attack because you beat somebody over the, you could beat somebody over the head with this thing. It weighs twelve pounds. Uh, it's built like a, a tank, and you can't, I mean, even the pod mic isn't built this well. Mm. Uh, and it doesn't come with a stand, so I mean, uh, uh, with this thing, pop on your desk, plug in a micro USB, which is just like, micro USB, what are we? It was, it's 1990? Uh, mini. Um, mini B, not micro. Mini. Yeah, I can never remember which, which is which. They have micro a, is the one that actually was popular. Um, either way. Alright. So yeah, anyway, yes. Back. <laughs> like we don't want to get into that because we had a I had a camera that had like a really weird like uh, stupid. Anyways, you know anyway, you plug yeah, that yeah. in, set it on your desk, and you're good to go. You're podcasting. Uh, and you start I mean, bumping your desk, and you can hear every single tap. <laughs> Let's just hope you don't have uh, you know, uh, blue switches in your your keyboard because you're hearing all of those. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's specific. Like I don't like mechanical keyboards in the first place, but like that's one of the nice things about having a um. A scissors switch keyboard, they are very quiet. Like, I can just sit here and type, and you can't hear it. It's great. Uh, yeah, I am a big mechanical keyboard guy. I, I collect them, so, uh, but I try to go for the silent ones, so we could, probably could do a test here. You probably are going to hear it because it is. Mm. And this has reds in it, and they're not lubed or anything, it's just stock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I haven't gone crazy into the custom mech keyboard because it's just too expensive. Mm. <laughs> like you can just go, you can do crazy stuff. I mean, all this, I mean, just all the stuff you can find on YouTube for keyboards and stuff. Like, here's what a $1,200 keyboard sounds like. like. First of all, like, I like keyboards, but I'm not going to spend $1,200 on a keyboard. I'm just, like, you can buy a computer for that. That's mm. too expensive. Uh. You might well, be struggling used to be, nowadays. You used to be able to buy a computer for that. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, the, the point still stands. Yeah, yeah. $1,200 for a keyboard is too much for a keyboard. But, oh, it sounds so good, man. Mm. <laughs> it's so, it's, it sounds so good. But you, mechanical key, keyboards are those kind of things where either you like them or you don't like them. Yeah. Like, you're, you're either that kind of guy or you're not that and you're never going to cross between them. I mean, you'll use a mechanical keyboard because you have to if you're not that kind of guy, but you're going to be running back to the scissor switch or the membrane keyboard. There's a few you know. really low-profile um, mechanical switches I do have a slight interest in, but like the reason why I like scissor switches is because I was on a laptop for so long. I didn't have a desktop probably for like seven years or so so that entire time i was just using a laptop and i got very used to having very very low profile switches i don't understand okay so mm. i don't understand the apple keyboard people <laughs> I, wait do you I, do you mean the new apple keyboard or the older one any of them the like okay now we i know people argument. i know all the people the people who use like the apple keyboard stuff mm. that have never owned a Mac in their life. They just bought the keyboard because yep. keyboard. it's an Apple keyboard. It's a um, great keyboard. Is it though? It is. It's a really great keyboard. I, why though? I if, don't understand. If you like, is, okay. Is it... It's probably awful if you don't like scissor switches, but 
it is one of the most well-constructed scissor switch keyboards out there. So they never switched to like the butterfly switches no, on that. Those, I, I take wait, it. No, I, people who like butterfly switches are just wrong. Anyone who likes those is just a moron. Um, but the older scissor switch keyboards, like you'd have on like the the 2012 iMacs or like the the older the older Mac laptops, those were great. The new ones where it's like they have a millimeter of travel that break if you get like a a hair in them. Those are those are awful. I don't know anyone likes those. The first thing I do when I have a laptop is plug a keyboard into it because like there, there's not a single laptop keyboard that I like, whether mm. it's made by Apple or HP or whoever. I have a Dell back here. First thing I did to it is plug in a $149 mechanical keyboard into it. It has blue switches on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can't stand laptop keyboards. Um, now, I can use them. Like, mm. They're fine. I can type fast on them. Um, at least the older ones. For whatever reason, you buy a laptop keyboard nowadays, it has mm. a numpad on the side of it. If mm. you buy anything over like a 14-inch laptop, you're getting a numpad whether you like it or not. And I, 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 who, I mean, unless you have a specific use case for a numpad, like using macros to change an OBS. Yes, that is the that is why I <laughs> Good use, use them. Good use But you want to know what? Six. I don't know. Again, I don't know if you can. You probably can't see this because it's, it has RGB on it. But it, forty dollars on Amazon. It has twenty three keys on it. That's what I use for macros. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need an. Uh, an attached uh, numpad for anything, and I never ever will. And the problem, the problem with them on keyboards or on laptops mm. is you can't remove that shit. Mm. You're stuck with it forever and ever, and, and it switch it, it moves everything to the left, or mm. yeah, to the left. And that means you. Ha- I mean, you're gonna get used to that, but uh, you have to get used to it. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, I, I I suppose I could understand if. Uh, you like the the swizzer the the swizzer? <laughs> we might as well just <laughs> I can't talk for today. The, if you can't like the scissors, if you like the swiss scissors, this is me recording a video. I'll spend the next ten minutes trying to. You know what I'm talking about? If you like those kind of keyboards, mm-hmm. that's where I go. Uh, the Apple keyboard, just buying it by a separate. Do they even have any other like manufacturers of those? Like, does Logitech makes make a scissor switch keyboard? I don't uh- even know. My the one I've got is from uh, from Cherry. This is a really nice keyboard. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, that the the travel there would drive me bonkers. Yeah, the travel is uh, very tiny. I would say it's probably in the range of maybe a bit under a centimeter. All right. So this here, like half Well, we're comparing keyboards. Mm. <laughs> this here is a. IQ Unix Lime 80, mm-hmm. and it's about $200, mm-hmm. and it has hot swap switches, and it is atrocious. It's It does not like Linux at all. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, this keyboard here, as good as it sounds and as good as it feels and as fast as I can type on it, mm-hmm. it disconnects, like, every three days. Mm-hmm. So I have a crappy USB-C cable here that I, t- I plug in. Mm-hmm. And I'll use it on the USB-C cable for like three days, and then all of a sudden it will stop working, just randomly. Like, I, like I'm trying to switch to a different tag in DWM, and it uh, won't go. Like the half the keys will work, so the super key will not work. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. So I unplug it, I change to the wireless version, the wireless mode, and it'll work for three mm-hmm. days. 
and then it stops working. Mm-hmm. So I plug back to the the USB C thing. I don't. I mean, this has gone from a, a hey, I really like mechanical keyboards to this mechanical keyboard sucks. But um, yeah, I don't understand my luck with technology apparently, because uh, <laughs> sometimes things. But the funny thing is, this mm. forty dollars piece of trash from mm. Amazon, which is literally, uh, I, I, I mean, these keyboard these keycaps are literally like paper thin. I mean, they're so bad. Um, this thing works all the time. You can't break this thing. Like, I could chuck this thing across the wall, and, and the keycaps wouldn't even come off. Like, I can't even get the keycaps off. This thing's built like a tank, and it keeps working. But this thing, $200, it's crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh... Okay, with my, my last keyboard, I did have... <clears throat> I did have a slight problem with it where some of the keys just stopped registering after a while. Like, that's the problem you get. Okay, this is sort of the other problem. Like, with mechanical keyboards, a lot of them get really fancy and don't work properly under Linux. Scissor switches are generally fairly basic and will work on anything. They're also not... A lot of them aren't built very well, which is another problem. Um, Where... Maybe a key will feel very different from another key. Like, this is one of the problems with getting a Switch keyboard. There's only a few out there that are actually good. The Cherry is a really, really... I, f- I forgot what the exact name was. Cherry Stream? Yeah, Cherry Stream. One of the few keyboards that's actually really good. But other ones, like the last one I had, the Cougar Vanta... It also had a weird... Okay, it also was a gaming keyboard where it had an extra key that if you press, I think, that key and then then W, it would swap WASD and your arrow keys around. And the problem is that it was right next to my super key. So I would occasionally hit it and flip everything around and stuff would just stop working. I was very confused the first time it happened. I have a Lenovo, like a really old Lenovo laptop, Mm. and it has... a. Usually the function key, at least on ANSI keyboards, is on the right-hand side. Mm. On that Lenovo, the function key is on the left-hand side. And it's right next to the super key. So I was pressing the function key all the time on that laptop. And (laughs) that's the laptop I use when I, like, go out in the world. You know, back when we could go out in the world, remember those days? That was a fun time. Uh, Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna be telling our kids, uh, yeah, we used to be able to go outside to cafes and libraries, um, <laughs> but but anyways, mm. so I don't plug a keyboard into that one, and it has a really stupid layout. It's just so dumb. Like I don't like every keyboard has three buttons on the left hand side, yep, four buttons on the right hand side, or you know, unless you're dealing with a a, a non standard layout, right? Yeah, yeah, for like. Like this one here has three on both sides and then arrow keys because it's a seventy-five percent layout. But right, right, on, right. on a full-size keyboard, that's pretty much what you have. Mm. And for whatever reason, laptop manufacturers like to mess around with that la- that layout a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Like for no reason, I got it, it makes no sense to me. And it, all it does is it, it's like they had to move it around because they got the little nub in there or whatever. But I mean, everybody proclaims high like. Oh, uh, Lenovo makes the best laptop keyboards, and they have for twenty years. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't see it. Like, their layout is weird to me, and those little, the weird like divots or whatever they have in their keycaps mm. are weird. They just don't 
fit my fingers. But, but the nipple... <laughs> I never understood that. I like, don't I, either. I, 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 I can... <coughs> I think... I think it was... Uh, I, I think it's a, uh, like a generational thing. Like, because mm. they, when you, Lenovo and IBM, like, made those, lap, made laptops, like, popular. Like, that was before, like, Dell existed. It was before, uh, it was back when Gateway still had stores. Um, you were, like, like five years old. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, it, it was at that time, and everybody, if you wanted a laptop that was six inches thick and, uh, you had a nipple on it, mm. and maybe it's that generation. But the thing is, is even somebody who's you know was born in the eighties mm. and got their first computer in the year two thousand when Gateway had stores. Uh, I didn't have a I didn't have a laptop. I didn't own a laptop until like two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Mm. Um, that was when I first got my first laptop. Prior to that, I had a, a Gateway computer that came in twenty seven boxes. I shit you not. Uh, it was hilarious because <laughs> it it did. It even came it came with a microphone like one of those like pointer microphones that had like a bass. Right, right. Um, and you know I had uh, you know that that was my computer for ages. It went from Windows ninety eight to Windows me to Windows two thousand to I might switch those around. Uh, then went to Windows XP and then I don't think it ever saw. Vi you know what? It did see Vista. It mm. ran it like crap. That's the reason why I got rid of that computer. Because um, I thought it was the computer's problem. Turns out Vista was just terrible. Oh, no, Vista's um, great if it just came out five years too early. Like, it just needed too much RAM. <laughs> it needed more RAM. Because at that point, you could only have two gigabytes of RAM because that was all Intel's platform with support was two gigabytes. Or maybe not support. They probably would have went up more, but you can actually buy more because... Uh, I don't know. I think... It 32-bit CPUs theoretically support up to 4 gigs, I believe. It might be 8, something like that. But whether you can get your hands on it is another question. Well, then, at that point, nobody upgraded their computers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, nobody upgrades their computer nowadays, but it well, was even more rare back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, mainly because it was dangerous to get in there because the power supplies and stuff like that weren't, like, the safety paradigms they were not now. I mean, you go into a computer, like... 20 years ago you're risking your life you know it's, it's not it's not great um so uh yeah i don't I, anyways i like i didn't have a i didn't have a laptop until that point and it was a uh, you remember the white apple macbooks they were like 900 dollars. Yeah. yeah i do i had one in high school everyone had one because that was the laptop you bought because apple, like well apple also did um subsidies for schools as well that's why they had a yeah. stranglehold over it you could go to the university store, and it wasn't nine hundred dollars; it was seven hundred dollars. Plus, you could put towards some of your financial aid or whatever towards it, and like that was the laptop everybody bought, and that was my first laptop that I ever owned. Mm -hmm. Um, and man, I I loved that thing. That was so good. Uh, it was my first experience. It was okay, so that's not that's a lie. That was not my first experience with macOS. My first experience was in like elementary school with uh. One of the first Macs, but ah, okay, yeah, uh, we had. That um, was, I think we had XP systems in when I was in primary school. When we went to, by the time I made it till, like, I went to started school in that weird transitionary, transitionary, whatever. Can't say words. Words are hard. Another uh, feeling. Weird transit. Yeah, we're, that transition period where they were transitioning from Macs to Windows computers. Mm. 
it was the Windows ninety five era, mm. uh, where it was it was where Windows decided to become mainstream because before Windows ninety five, nobody used Windows. Uh, I mean, a lot of people used Windows, but I mean, it wasn't like main mainstream, right? Mm. And mm. it was before it was just about the time schools in this area decided to get the internet, right? Like, and People got into Alta Vista. They got into Netscape, you know, Navigator. Like, oh, man. We were talking about browsers earlier. We should bring back... I mean, technically, we still use Netscape Navigator because that's just Firefox. Mm. You know, that's where Firefox came from was Netscape. So, um, yeah, God. I, I, I think the point of this conversation is that you were born in 1998. I was born in 1985. Mm. So uh, I, we could talk about really old shit for a long time if we wanted to. <laughs> the funny thing is I did this podcast with you and you mm. were born in 98. Yes. Tyler, who I do my podcast with, uh, he was born in 1997. So oh, I, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, there was, a, at your age, you mm. probably look at people who are in like their, 35, 37, I'm like, man, that's not so far away. But once you get here, you're like, <laughs> God, I'm so old. <laughs> like, really, really old. Because, like, I remember the Game Boy, like, Advance. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the Advance. No, it was the Game Boy Color. It was the, I think it was the first Game Boy, because we were talking about Pokemon the other yeah, yeah. earlier. And it was the first Game Boy where there was connectivity. And mm. But it wasn't the type of connectivity anybody today would remember, because you actually had to buy a proprietary connector to connect these things. It was like a, like a 30 pin. Cable. Yeah. And it was the first one. Like, I remember these things. Like you bought them <laughs> at that point, the game boy had become so popular. You could buy a two pack. <laughs> like you bought a two pack. You got one, like a, a yellow and a pink one. And it came with the cable. And then you could trade Pokemon that way. Mm. <laughs> it was so slow, but at that point it was so cool. I mean, cause it was just, in order to, be, at that point, they had these things called, I, I believe Linksys made them, in order to, tr to transfer files between laptops, mm. you had to have a software software to do it, because Windows at that point wasn't prepared to actually transfer between laptops. So you had to have a, a speci specialized software, and then you had like a, a, you remember those old printer cables? That were like ID. I think they were IDE cat cables or something. Like you mm. had twenty five pins on the inside, and you had to plug them in, and that's how you transferred cables or tra transferred files if you wanted to do it uh, from like peer to peer. Like yeah, you yeah. Could, uh, networking, you know, obviously was around back then, but it wasn't you know universal or anything. If you just had two computers, you wanted to tr to transfer something between, you had to have a cable in order to do it. it I mean, you have to have a cable nowadays too. It's just a much smaller cable, I guess. I mean, I didn't get a like, I didn't actually have a home computer until like fairly late. Um, because both my parents like grew up on farms, so they just didn't have any interest in getting a computer. Now, now they're like, don't leave Facebook, but um, <laughs> back like uh, back then, um, we were living in like the middle of nowhere Queensland. I think it wasn't until it wasn't until like 2006 or something that we actually got our like first home computer. We didn't even have an internet connection before that point. Not that a, you could get a good internet connection out there anyway. Yeah, a lot of places here in the United States are the same. Even now, the same way. You can't get a... a, a it's slowly changing where you can be yeah, in the I, middle I, of the... Dial-up was still, like, a thing in a lot of places in the U.S. Yeah, we didn't get our first, like, uh, 
a good connection until like 2007, 2008 or something mm. like that, somewhere around there. It might have even been later than that. I don't even remember, but we had dial-up for the longest time. And the thing about dial-up is you probably, I don't know if it's the same place, same as, same in Australia, but uh, we never paid for dial-up. We just, every time we needed to re-up, we just got an AOL CD and got the free trial every time. It just changed accounts. I mean, that was, the, man, that was the days. Like, you never paid for internet because you just kept getting the new AOL CD. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get a, um, a actual, we didn't get an internet connection until DSL started, like, rolling out to places. Do they even, I mean, do, I don't think I've ever... We never had DSL because we're way too far away. Like, DSL degrades over long distances, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, so we've always had either, we went, we went right from dial-up to cable. Mm. And the thing, I mean, cables just has always been phenomenally expensive. And it's just ridiculous even now just to, uh, you'd, you'd think that, with the way, I mean, the internet has become like a necessity, right? Mm -hmm. But it's so freaking expensive. I don't, I don't know. It's just another thing for Matt to bitch about for for any amount of time. Like, oh, I got a $150 internet bill because we don't pay for TV. Like, we we have no TV service mm -hmm. here. The TV we get, we stream. Yeah, yeah. And it's still $150 for the jankiest ass cable service ever. We, like, so what, bad. what do we pay? I think we pay $60 a month for 50 down, 10 up with no data cap. Yeah. So I, we pay that $150 because it's the only plan they offer in our area. And right. it's, the only okay. it's the only company we can get. So that's the, the, that's what we get. That's what we have to pay. Like we have no choice mm -hmm. unless we're going to go to like satellite or something, which is, I mean, oh, it's raining outside. Hey, I guess we're not going to have internet today. Elon Musk's, uh, <laughs> what, what is it? Um, Starlink. Starlink. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sounds like a good idea, right? Turns <laughs> out slow as fuck. <laughs> like, like it turns out we've had satellite internet. It's not good. <laughs> like, it's been around for a long time. Um, but it had Elon's name on it, so you thought, well, maybe he's thought of something that would make it good. Uh, but then you see the reviews of it. Now, granted, it's still in beta, uh, but I don't think that you're going to get past the latency issues. My f I mean, Well, I don't think the latency issues are the problem. Um, early on in places that, you know, get, like, fairly hot, uh, the Starlink, like boxes with overheating mm, just, when it overheats it just turns off it's it, i think it's a good idea for places that just can't get you know for comcast is never going going out there you know yeah. what i mean uh nearest town's uh, like you know an hour away or something like that yeah or play you know places like you know middle of Europe or the middle of Africa or yeah, middle, yeah. middle of you know those places fantastic idea it's way better than the idea Facebook had where they were sending up balloons. Oh, yeah, that was a thing that they did, didn't they? Yeah, they, like, here's an idea to give everybody internet. Let's send up balloons. Uh, that's not a good idea. <laughs> I, I mean, there's, I mean, can we list the ways that that's, a, like, a, an atrocious idea? I think Google did it, too. I think yep. Google Google saw that idea. It's like, oh, hey, well, that's a good idea. Like, no, that's not a good idea. Like, first of all... 2018 from the wide. Facebook and Google... Race to connect the world is heating up, and it's about balloons. Uh, 
I, I, I don't know how to tell anybody this, but balloons go where the wind goes. <laughs> so <laughs> if you have a swift breeze, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's like this, this, I, I mean, unless you have like a like a propeller system on there, and, and then what are you going to have like one person per balloon? The steering that thing, <laughs> it's just AI. I mean, I suppose machine learning. <laughs> yes, but. That was before, I mean, it was before they were really into AI, so what were they doing back then? I don't know. It's, I mean, balloons. It's the future. (laughs) That's so bad. Like, somebody got paid for that idea. Okay, this is what happens, right? Places like Facebook and Google have really, really intelligent people. They get paid Mm -hmm. a lot of money. The problem you have when you have really intelligent engineers is they will want to over-engineer every single problem that they come across instead of using something that we know already works, like satellites. How about we have balloons, right? You follow me. Balloons. No one's ever tried this before. It's such a great idea. Well, balloons are closer than satellites. That's true. You will get theoretically better internet. Right, and we can catch them. So, like, we haven't come up with a good idea for space junk yet, but we can go out and catch a balloon if we have to. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you want to know what the 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 router or the whatever in that balloon's gone bad? Let's go catch the damn thing and see if we can change it out. I mean, <laughs> we don't have to send astronauts in order to do it. I mean, it's true. So, I mean, technically, I suppose, but it. it seems like then why not just run a cable i mean because you're going to be running a, that balloon's going to get internet from somewhere close by so you've ran a cable at least to some place in the country mm-hmm. so just carry on <laughs> you know what i mean we know that that works uh but the thing about google is they tried to do be their own internet company for a while right google hmm. fiber yeah, yeah. everybody wants yeah, everybody wants it. It's not still expanding. It's like in four, three, like three or four cities. Right, right. Uh, everybody wants it. Verizon did the same thing with like their FiOS or whatever. Where it's like that was back when like gigabit internet, gigabit internet was mm. like the thing everybody wanted, but nobody could have. Yeah, yeah. It's much more. It's much more widespread now, at least here in the United States and probably Japan, because Japan gets everything. Um, uh, but at that point, like, there were. Towns changing their name. I'm pretty sure Topeka, Kansas actually changed their name to Google in order to get fiber, which, by the way, didn't work. It went to Kansas City. Uh, (laughs) Can you imagine you're at a town hall Mm. and you have the the votes of the board like, okay, we're going to change our name to Google because we really, really want high speed Internet. Uh, You do it. You get the votes. You got both parties that we have here that can never agree on anything to agree to change the name. And then at the end of all of it, it goes down the road to the next city. (laughs) We're never agreeing on anything again. We're never changing. We're going back to Topeka. There is is some discussion about upping out. So Australia has this jank-ass fiber network. So initially what we're supposed to have is nationalized fiber. We're supposed to have fiber running to every single household. Then the government changed, and then they're like, no, that's too expensive. Now we're going to run fiber to, like, these node points and then use the existing copper to the houses. But then some places actually do have fiber to the houses. Some have, like, fiber and then cable. It's, like, this messy-as-hell setup. Um, 
but slowly places that actually do have fiber to the house are actually like getting gigabit internet. It's just taking a while. So I got an email from my internet provider mm. like three weeks three weeks ago, and they said congratulations, we've doubled your internet speeds. Mm. Well, I mean, first of all, I was like, cool. Uh, and, then, and you know the first thing I did right I went to speedtest.net I tested that shit <laughs> mm -hmm. and d did I get double internet speeds no I did not <laughs> like no it's I'm still getting the same 100 megabits I was getting before mm -hmm. uh, but the upload speed actually went down uh, <laughs> uh, so like, like uh. download speeds are never like, like they're never the problem like you get you know 50 or 70 or 100 or whatever you're at uh which we should be all be thankful that we get those speeds because there are people that are still in dial-up. So we are thankful for that. But upload speeds suck for everybody. I mean... Yeah, it's so it, difficult uh, to get a good upload. Like, unless you go, like, a business symmetrical connection, like, you're not getting good uploads. Yeah, and, and those things are, like, $600 a month. Yeah. You know, like, nobody can afford that unless you actually have a business, right? Mm. Uh, so So I get, like, 7 megabits a second up. And I pay $150 for this thing. Like, it, like you can like you can do better than this. And, and the thing, like, you were talking about the nationalization of your stuff over there. Mm. Here in the United States, that's, like, taba taboo, right? Like, we're never nationalizing anything because reasons. Capital capitalism, yeah! Uh, <laughs> uh, so what we've done is the stupidest thing ever, and we have localized monopolies, so... <laughs> it, you only have one company. We have Wow. It's Wide Open West. It's like the smallest cable company in the United States. They mm -hmm. cover a few million people. It's like eventually, they're the they're the company that will eventually get bought out by Comcast because Comcast wants to own them. Right. Uh, they want to own but, that section of land. Right. Uh, so, but it's the only company we have because they actually they control the lines. Mm -hmm. And you can go about six miles that away and it's another company right. but we can't because it's six miles away we can't have that company even if they had better service mm -hmm. uh, they don't but we could uh, you know we can't have them because our our towns our town has agreed with wow that they're the only ones that can serve this area right and even, so we've, we've had a few towns here in the united states like in north carolina and stuff who have said uh we want gigabit in Ethernet here, or Ethernet, gigabit internet yeah, here I in our town, right? And they've passed ordinances and laws and stuff like that in order to do it. And they've been taken to court by the company that owned that section of whatever, and that they, those ordinances have been struck down because they can't have, because it's considered anti-competitive, because the government can't compete with companies for that, because then it would be... It would break some kind of commons law or something. Right, right. It, so, uh, yeah. Uh, the moral of the story is that the internet in America is broken. Uh, <laughs> it's not as bad as the power grid, which it turns out if you have ice in Texas, you're going to have power outages for three weeks. And uh, you might as well, you know, whatever. There are people from that hurricane that happened like three weeks ago. They still mm. don't have their power back because our power grid was built in the 1930s. And hasn't been updated, even though they charge us through the nose for power. Like, here's an idea. Let's bury the cables. <laughs> like, we have the technology. They're called shovels. Yeah, no, uh, and this then... is like this is such a basic thing that Australia worked out a long ass time ago. Like a lot of states here just 
bury the cables. It's very yeah. easy. Because you want to know what happens when you bury the cables? The trees can't fall on the cables and bring the cables down. It's a novel situation, right? It's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be all at once. Like, we don't have to have some broad national thing. Just when the cable comes down from the tree, because it happens every three weeks from the <laughs> storm, uh, bury that cable. You know, put it in the ground, okay? And then when the next section comes down, bury that part particle. And obviously, it's not going to be that simple, but... Uh, They've actually spent more money going through and cutting down trees to keep them from falling on the lines than they would have if they just buried the stupid cable. Uh, it, it's the dumbest thing. <laughs> like, I, I, like, God bless America and all that stuff. Like, we, we, it's whatever, but we're stupid people. <laughs> like, 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 like we, we have some really dumb ideas in the name of capitalism. I, I, I I'm, don't want to get into that, but still it's Look, australia, australia is not perfect by any means uh, my state doesn't have enough power generation for the state so we ha we rely on other states so when there was a um a massive storm that knocked out the uh the transfer between states like a lot of places just lost power for two weeks <laughs> like there's there are problems but hey we'll have like a massive bushfire that knocks out like most of the east coast uh, and still have power the entire time. So, hey, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. The entire west coast of the United States is on fire. And they have no water. Oh, but they live next to an ocean. I don't know if they know this, but that ocean has a lot of water in it. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows this, but water puts out fires. <laughs> so maybe we take some of that water, take the salt out of it, and water some plants. I'm, I mean, it just, it makes sense. They have desalinization. Uh, a lot of com countries that are basically deserts, mm -hmm. that's where they get most of their water mm -hmm. is from desalinization. But for whatever reason, because we can't do anything and get it done here, <laughs> it, you know, it just doesn't happen. I mean, they have an ocean, right? It's right there. <laughs> I mean, they would, I mean, Bill Maher, I don't know if you know who that, who yeah, that guy yeah, is. Yeah, Bill Maher is. Right. He was talking about this the other day. And he was talking about building pipelines from where it's flooding on the East Coast all the way to California. Like, you don't have to do that. You just got to the ocean. It's right there. The, the pipeline would be five meters, you know, like five feet. It, it's all the time. I mean, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and he, he was also talking about, like, they want to build shelters for homeless people. Uh, but in California, they had to scrap the project because the the homeless shelters got to the point where each one was costing seven hundred fifty thousand dollars mm -hmm. uh, to build for homeless people. Like, first of all, if we're going to spend that money, just give the homeless people seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. They can go and buy their own house. You know, wouldn't that make a ton more sense? I mean, if we're just going to print money, let's just do that. Um, <laughs> we have gone. I, I think we went from Vivaldi to. <laughs> I, I don't know how we got here. I, I, I don't know how. You... I genuinely don't know. This is what happens when you get me on a podcast because I tangent all over the place. Like, if you mapped it, it'd mm. be all over the place. And that's uh, fine. Yeah, that... that means like, I. I think okay. I've looked at my topics. I think we've hit three things on here, which is fine. I. I like this. This is good. I like having I'm a guest who can actually hold a conversation. I'm surprised that we made it to three things. <laughs> That's because I forced them to happen. <laughs> well, I'm surprised I allowed you to do that because uh, normally 
when I get going on something, I can rant for hours on it. I'm glad that we didn't get into Snaps versus Flatpaks or iOS versus Android <laughs> or anything else because I just switched to mm. iOS. Oh, did you? Again. Yeah, uh, yeah, I did. So I do this every like two or three years. Mm. And just to keep up on the things because, I mean, there's not, I mean, I would love to go out and say, hey, I'm going to buy a Pine phone and use a Pine phone, but <laughs> there's no application for a Pine phone, right? Uh, it, Linux on mobile is like where Linux was 20 years ago. It's just, yeah. it's not there yet, right? Maybe someday it will get there, but it's not there yet. So I switch back and forth between Android every three years just so I can keep up what, you know, what's what. Sure. Uh, uh, iOS hasn't gone anywhere in the last three years. It's still just as bad in some places as it was when I used it three years ago. Uh, the notification system, horrible. Uh, there's no back button in iOS. Not really. Uh, and when they do have a back button, it's like this really little, weird, small arrow at the mm. top uh, that you can't hit or you hit accidentally when you don't want to hit it. Uh, and for whatever reason, the thing... I remember the last time I, w I had made the switch. Mm. It used to be that the apps on iOS were really good and the mm. apps on Android were fairly bad. Uh, and... I expected to see apps on iOS to have that similar lead as they had like three years ago, but uh, I get on the, the iPhone and they're the same applications I had three years ago, only they all have in-app purchases now. And while that you know, was kind of the same way three years ago... When you were playing Clash of Clans? Yeah. The, 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 the thing is, three years ago, you paid... $10 for like an application and in-app purchase, sure. right? That was fine. Whatever. Here's my $10. Now, because subscriptions have become the thing, every application doesn't ha just have an in-app purchase. It has an in-app subscription. Mm -hmm. So uh, I spent $30 yesterday on a Twitter client for iOS uh, simply because I refuse to spend $4 a year on the Twitter client because I don't, I'm going to forget about that $4 a year. And it's, I'm going to be like 90 years old. I'm still going to be paying for Twitterific that hasn't been developed in 10 years or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's the dumbest thing. And first of all, don't do as I do. Don't mm -hmm. to, to, to the listeners out there, don't spend $30 on a Twitter client. It's the dumbest thing you can do with your money. I don't think, um, I don't think you need to tell anyone else not to do that. <laughs> right? Uh, but the thing is, you can't actually get a Twitter client on iOS unless it's the standard Twitter client, which is garbage mm. uh for mm. you know, any small amount of money like they're all expensive like the tweet so there was one that came out when i was using ios ages ago like mm. years and years ago it was it's called tweetbot beautiful design has all the features you want it used to be great mm. right they had a free version they had a paid version i usually send them the money because i like to support developers uh they still have it it still exists they're like on the sixth version now the thing is, they have a free version, but you can't tweet from it. Oh, so right? it's just like a, a viewer thing. Like, all you can do is see Twitter. You can't tweet from it. You can't retweet. You can't reply. You I'm can't do tweet. anything with DMs. Uh, and uh, they don't have, like, a lifetime thing. Otherwise, I, I would have given them $30 hmm. uh, for forever. No, instead, they charge you $10 a month for Twitter, a Twitter client. Like... <laughs> I'll pay $10 a month for Netflix sure. because I actually get something for Netflix. I'm not paying $10 a month. Like I'll pay. It's, it's, it's just so stupid. 
subscriptions are the stupidest. I I would <laughs> I would debate with you whether which is more stupid, mm -hmm. subscriptions or NFTs, because they're both. Uh, but at least with subscriptions, you get something. Kinda. I think okay, it get... depends on what we're subscribing to. Like if I if it's something like a Twitter client, I don't. Just, no, right? Just <laughs> stop using Twitter on your phone. Just go use TweetDeck on your computer. But I do that it, too, but I need them both places. It's 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 a it's a it's yeah. stupid. It's a it's a mental thing. But like, I yeah, I, I can't I, I can't think of a way that you could argue that like you know a Netflix subscription or like mm. a yeah, a, a Wow subscription or anything like that is worse than an NFT. We cannot actually maybe the Wow subscription, but <laughs> worse than an NFT. So. It is WoW even? I mean, are they still doing new versions of of WoW? Yeah, WoW. Like, I don't even. WoW's still getting developed. While Blizzard is crumbling, as right. everyone's going and playing Final Fantasy fourteen. That's just so sad because I like Hearthstone so much. But that's the only Blizzard game that I've ever, I, I I actually ever got into is Hearthstone. Mm. I played WoW like the first version of WoW. Like that was the last version of WoW I've ever played because WoW was like one of those first games where. Because it was like it was an online game, mm. and uh, like the chat rooms and stuff that surround WoW are just so. I mean, there's that twelve year old boy in that in 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 those chat rooms, and they're all calling my mother terrible names. Uh, I mean, and, and that and it's probably not true because remember, not a big gamer, mm. but WoW felt like the first place where that kind of stuff happened. Mm -hmm. uh, it probably wasn't because it was probably like Call of Duty or something like that. Because the Call of Duty like voice chats are just just as I mean they're horrible, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, that was my first really experience with that kind of behavior. Like, first of all, you don't know my mother. Stop talking like that. <laughs> Second of all, your mother would be very very disappointed in you, young man. Like, this is where the age thing gets in because you got to lecture these little those little guys because they're all. They're, you know, they're all like probably like they're not even 12 years old. That's mm. probably giving them way too much credit. They're probably like seven or eight years old mm -hmm. and they have the dirtiest mouths you've ever heard. And they all think they're like the 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 biggest Twitch streamers they've ever heard. I mean, they probably don't even know how to sign up for Twitch, mm -hmm. but they think they're the shit. I don't even know if anybody says that anymore, but <laughs> um, it's just so bad. And so that's another reason why I don't do online gaming because that seems like that's all you come across anymore so yeah well hey, we meandered into yet another topic <laughs> well that's as uh as good a time as anything to end off the uh the podcast otherwise you're gonna keep going for like another hour oh i could <laughs> we've already been going for two hours and 14 minutes um so let's see uh the way i usually end off i don't know if you ever watch the podcast to the end uh the way i usually ended off is uh, let people know a, uh, a channel that you think they should check out. Give them someone fun to go watch. Oh, okay. So here's one you got to check out. If you like scripting, because I told you I avoided, I avoid, avoid scripting on my channel because it's too niche, mm. but Terminal for Life has a fantastic channel. Terminal for uh, Life is a great channel. Yeah. He does a lot of scripting stuff. That's pretty much his niche. And well, he's never, uh, he doesn't get a lot of views on his uh, videos. He has a lot of subscribers, about the same amount as I do. All of his videos are just fantastic. And you're going to, if, if you like scripting, you go there. So that would be my recommendation Terminal for Life. Also, I, I know you didn't ask for two. Just are you going to say as many as you want? Uh, 
Zany is uh, my podcast host, uh, co-host, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you should check out his channel too. He's this close to a thousand subscribers. This close. He's like at seven hundred or something like that, somewhere mm-hmm. on there. Uh, he's gonna get to a thousand subscribers, and we're gonna throw him like a virtual party. It's gonna be fantastic. He's gonna stream for like twenty four hours because I'm gonna, and he's gonna install Gen two. <laughs> I, I I I just made that part up just to, you know. <laughs> now I hope he installs Gen two. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, uh, he doesn't actually have like a URL that you can, uh, because apparently you have to be like at a certain level in order to get the vanity URL. I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah I don't know where it's at now. Um, but hey, you want to? Fi- they just changed it so if you can get five. Community uh, post five hundred. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, it really pissed me off because I worked so hard for that first thousand. Like, like I had to wait so long for this to make my first community post, and now everybody's at five hundred is getting it. That that's unfair. Uh, I think at this <laughs> point, my podcast channel will have enough subs. My gaming channel won't, which is sad. Well, we need to change that. We'll we'll post that on everybody's community page. We'll get, we'll get you there. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Well, right right now my plan is post YouTube shorts on my gaming channel. And that seems to be working. <laughs> post gaming we, clips we, to YouTube shorts. We um, have to do what everybody else has to do and get DT to shout it out. <laughs> yeah, or that. Uh, I'm gonna say, um, because we talked about mics before. There's so many channels I can talk about. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess we can say podcastage, yeah, or podcastage. Yes. Podcastage. I don't know how you say his name. Um, yeah. Either Bandrew way, ha- he has a great podcast too. Bandrew says very mm. good. But yeah, if you want, if you want to see mic reviews, um, probably one of the best at doing mic reviews. He mm-hmm. will show it in different use cases, not just you know with voice. He will show it with instruments. He will show it against other microphones in the similar price ranges. Great channel, highly recommend it. Uh, he goes into way too much detail in some cases, but if you're looking for a mic review, that's probably the best place to go. His second channel, The Deuce, is hilarious too because he makes way too many poop jokes. <laughs> Saying that. <laughs> so um, where can people find you? Uh, let's see, youtube.com slash linuxcast. I'm at the linuxcast on Twitter, and uh, uh, I, I'm on Discord in various places. You'll, you'll see me in Brody's uh, uh Discord server, and I'm on Insania's Discord server. I have a Discord server for the Linux cast, but it's not public, and I... Right. I don't know if I want it to be public, because that sounds like way too much work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, those are the, probably the easiest places to find me. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, if you have nothing else to say, I guess I'll do my outro. No, I think I'm good. Okay, cool. Uh, if you want to see the audio release of this, this is available as a uh, anywhere uh, anywhere that has podcasts. I, I don't know how to do this outro. I've done 80 episodes. I still don't know how to do an outro. You can find the audio release anywhere. Video release is on YouTube and Odyssey if you're watching the audio version. Main channel, Brody Robertson, do Linux videos. Gaming channel, Brody Robertson plays. Uh, live stream twice a week, upload about five or six YouTube shorts. And then... That's everything. Yeah, that is everything. Jeez, I, I can't do an outro. This changes every single so time. <laughs> um, maybe I should actually plan something. That might help. You could write it down. I could. That I, I should do that. But am I going to? Nah. No. I don't write anything down either. <laughs> Too much work. Uh, I'll let you do the outro. What do, what do you want to say? Uh, thanks for watching. I don't know. Like, you can't just drop this no, kind of stuff No, I do this on everyone. On I, I force yeah. them to do the outro. <laughs> uh... 
if you if you listened all the way to the end of the podcast, awesome. I mean, seriously, I I hope somebody goes through and does like the timestamps for this thing because you'll every single topic we cover will have like <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Anyways, uh, yeah, thank you for watching. I guess I don't know. Yeah, thanks for dropping that on me, Brody. I really appreciate that. No worries. <laughs> I I do it to everyone. You're not special in this way. You're such a cruel person. I I don't even know why I talk to you anymore. See you guys later. See ya.